welcome back to Trauma Bonding. So today we have a full house. We are Trauma Bonding X Well Fed. For those who don't know, we're here. <laughs> we out here. Well Fed we is out here. My husband Brad and my best friend Jordan's podcast. Oh. So, um, and we're joined by Corey, my sister. Hello. So we have a full ass house. Hi everyone. Hello. 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 How's it going? Hello. It's going. It's going good. I mean, I'm getting emotional already. This is gonna be a deep one, I think. So, deep. are you guys ready to cry? Cry, bitch. Cry, bitch. <laughs> I yeah, want to see you that's cry, the, bitch. We decided oh. earlier. Oh that's shit! Be <laughs> Defiler. <laughs> I want to see you cry, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking AI. Forgot about that shit. Fucking eyebrow piercing. Yeah. Eyebrow piercing. Now that's fucking trauma. There it is. That is. Mm-mm. Well, who's gonna make me my trauma button? That's what I want to know. Who's gonna what? Make me my trauma button. What do you mean? Make? You know, like you put one on there, dude. Yeah, like what? What sound do we want? No, I just wanted to say <laughs> trauma, 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 trauma. No sounds right now. We'll 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 there'll be a good time for sounds. <laughs> we'll, we'll put some good ones on there. Yeah. So we just spent basically all night recording wall fed, and now we're doing TB. So excuse us if we're a little tuberculosis. Yeah, tuberculosis. I was but, just gonna say that. Um. Yeah. So what's up, guys? How was your weeks? Week. How were your collective week? Respective week. weeks. Yeah. Long. Yep. Very very long. Yeah. Work sucks. Yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah, work's been work's been uh, heavy ish. It's been slow some days, but then it feels like I'm the only one doing things. I need a vacation again. Yeah. Same. I agree with that. I just want to go on vacation. It was like all a, the time. It was like a teaser, dude. A little te- little te- taste of fucking freedom. Yeah, so we went out of town for like four days. I think it was like no, two. Four, two. Oh, well, I, took, I took four days off. Yeah, I, was mm, wish mm. it was four days. But um, nice. it was really nice. Kind of like my serotonin came back. No more depression. It was nice. but Short-lived, huh? Short-lived, yeah. Oh, was, yeah. No more serotonin. Serotonin. Serotonin machine broke. That would be the other name for this podcast. <laughs> Trauma bondage. AKA Ceremonin. That's no? like a drag queen name. Ceremonin. Hey, <laughs> when you get into that lane, when you have that random episode, that is just going to be all smexy talk. I feel like that is a good drag name. Ceremonin. I mean, there's yeah. pheromone. Pheromone. Yeah. She, yeah. Like Farrah Fawcett? No, like pheromones. Like, like pheromones, pheromones, but Farrah. Pheromone. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's hot. She is hot. She looks She's like Christina hot. Aguilera. Who? Yo, when is uh Baby. when is what when is Pride? Like when is the month? Jul- June. 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 Mm-hmm. So Rad, we gotta come back on here, and we're gonna be full, full, full makeup. God, I hate wearing Brad makeup. hates makeup. I hate wearing makeup. Dude, it'll be it'll so be all good. So uncomfortable. Dude, I think we'd look really nice. I think so too. I we have not like. Yeah, Jordan, I'd love to see you as a bearded drag yeah, queen. Yeah, bearded queen. Be Put some glitter in your beard. Yeah, we'd love to see it. I'm about it, dude. You would yeah. never get that shit out. Yes, you would. People would. do it all yeah, the time. Yeah, people fine. do it all the time. Yeah. It's a thing. Ooh, I might do flower beard. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I like fun. flower beard. You know, when they do little daisies and stuff in there. How I does like that the- feel like um, growing up, you know, when ma- masculinity and in terms of like toxic masculinity, do you think like that teeters the line a little bit? What's funny is that like, it's not like I sit here and I'm up thinking about that all the time, mm-hmm. but I definitely said like months ago, I was like, Brad, you and I have to do full drag for an episode for pride month. 
and then like raise awareness and do all this, do, you know, do all this stuff. Yeah, I, I just, like I said, I hate wearing. Okay, probably not full drag. I would but do. You it. know what I mean? I, I know mean, you should, especially with the daisies in your beard. I can see you doing a whole like a total like '60s vibe, uh, you know, Doom. super femme, but with the beard still. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that. I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what my look would be. Brad, you'd have to do super campy, big yeah. like hair. ugly woman, big big hair. Big campy hair is like, do you know who um, Divine is? The answer is no. No. Okay. You've do never you know seen John Waters. Yeah, you've is? never seen a John Waters film. That's a little pencil pink, stash. Pink guy, flamingos. Right? Nope. Okay, never mind. We're what, not married what, anymore. Give me, give me more John Waters films. I, he did hairspray. Yeah, he also. did. That's why I said, dude, big yeah. hair. Okay, have you seen hairspray? John Travolta yeah, is that, the mom. Not even that, the new that hairspray. Nope. I don't you, like musicals. You should watch John Water films. They're, I mean, they're queer for sure, but um, they're also very vulgar and disgusting. Which so, is who Divine was. Yeah, Divine. Um, I think you would didn't like he, it, actually. Did he do that, like, Rocky Horror or whatever? No. No, I don't think so. I don't know, actually. Don't cancel me. I actually don't I know that. I, 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 I'm pretty sure that's me. not I, a John I, Waters I did, film. I, I've seen that movie. I hate that movie. Oh, God. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> bad movie. I know people love it, but yeah. Brad has a soft face. He does have a, a soft. I face. feel like a little bit of primer. You yeah, but he. Uh, that, I've I've done makeup on him before. He moves and he cries about everything. Like you can't. You can't it's hard. It. Yeah, you got it. Beauty is pain, dude. No, but he like. Mm-mm. He just doesn't stay still. He just everything. He goes. What are you doing? Oh my god. How does it burns? I have sensitive skin. It doesn't mm. burn. So it doesn't it burn. No, it doesn't. Skin. You don't know that. I do know that. You don't have my skin, dude. He is like blemish free on his on his face. Yeah, surprisingly, blemish he never free? washes it. Dude, my nose is crusty right now. It hurts. That's. I mean, that's a dry skin. But as far you don't got you know. Oh, I guess no. I don't have too many pimples. I got a little guy right here. Hmm. But that's not too crazy. You do get third nipples though. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. It's still it, there. No, it's gone. Oh, it, is it? I mean, it's it's like it's there's the remnants. Like a, there's a red spot there. My husband had a boil under his. Left nipple? Yeah. So we called it third nipple. Yeah, it looked like a little third nip. He was picking at it for two weeks. Yeah, he was picking at it for... That's real gross. But it's good now, so... I'm glad to hear it's good. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, Well, so I was doing a lot of thinking about, you know, what the hell am I going to talk to the three of you about (laughs) in terms of my podcast, but I was like, what do we have in common? Which is kind of like a weird question because we're all friends, but I was like, we all met in the same... Like subcultures, same thing. So I wanted to talk about hardcore and just like how we found it, what brought us to it, how we met each other, how we're all just so fucked and we just are this happy little family. So, yeah. Hmm. How do you feel about that? Yeah, let's get into it. We're all fucked. So fuck Fuck it all. all. There we go. That's the way to start it off. (laughs) Filling the dream. Yep. That's that's what Sam and I bonded over. Yeah. Actually. Truly. That's, how, that's one of the first things that we really connected on. If you want to talk about how we met and hardcore and stuff, that was one of the big ones. The for band sure. Killing yeah. the Dream? Yeah, Sam and I have two matching Killing the Dream tattoos. Wait, so did you guys just start following each other on... We met in no. person. We met in person at a show. How? Um, at a show? Oh, no, she was... So I was friends with her ex-boyfriend. But we met before that, actually. We did. I don't remember, though. 
We yeah, I remember the show, but I don't remember who introduced us. I think it was Brittany. It was just like it might have been Posy actually. Intersecting uh, like friend Friend circles, and it's just like, oh hey, this is my friends. Yeah, she she was good friends with an ex of mine, and because they were cool, like we started hanging out, and then we started hanging out separately, and we just instantly bonded. Mm. Yeah, it was like connect connection like instantly for sure. Nice. It was very very sweet. Um, it was it was very instant it was like everything that we talked about we were like yeah wait so your mom was an addict yeah. my mom was an yeah, addict my too. Mom was an addict too and just like all these things that you don't normally like bond over yeah yeah she came over my house um and we got pizza and we i think we literally talked for fucking 10 hours straight you guys are both straight edge at the time yeah. right yes. too so that's yeah. another yep. that's another yeah. kind of you yeah know. i mean i mean that's kind of like you know why we decided to be sober is because of all the fucked up shit that happened in our families and we totally bonded over that like yeah we just talked about that shit for hours and we just realized like how many like overlapping there were and like our stories and stuff like yeah. it's crazy yeah did you guys already have i'm sorry i'm in, i feel no, like i'm interviewing fine. you guys but i was like i'm interested because i don't i don't think i've ever even bothered asking this you is the this. takeover man i guess that's true huh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah waffle bonding let's um, get it um did you have did you guys have your own like like edge friends yeah oh yeah for sure a bunch like it's not like you guys were like hey you too and just like you know i met Corey when i was 18 so Mm -hmm. i had already been straight edge for like three three two two or three years i'd say Mm -hmm. um my other best friend at the time isaac was also straight edge so it was just like it was just cool meeting a Corey was the only other girl that I met though that was straight edge hmm. so you know I always hung out with a lot of dudes and I was surrounded by like all of my um all of my friends were growing up were guys for the most part like mm-hmm. I I had girlfriends but they never really lasted and not to sound like I hate talking about this because it very much gives me like oh I'm not like other girl vibes and that's not what I mean <laughs> like it's just like the bonds that I created with people just happened to be with with dudes um until I met Corey basically and then yeah, I mean, it was just, it was instant. But Yeah, and you had a bunch of straight-edge friends too, Corey? Um, yeah, um, when I, well, when I decided to be straight-edge, um, I didn't really have any other friends that listened to hardcore, mm-hmm. and none of them really knew what that was. Right. Um, it was like, you know, some of my friends in high school um, were into like heavier music and stuff too, but not really hardcore. So I had friends that would go to shows that were like into hardcore and stuff, and then I had school friends. So none of my school friends like really knew or cared what straight edge was. Yeah. Um. So like when I was in high school, I didn't have very many. But like once I got out of high school, or like when I was like seventeen and I was like really, really like diving really hard into hardcore, like, um, and I was making new friends. Yeah, I had a lot of uh, straight edge friends. Yeah. Um. That was like still super common, which I feel like it's not as common anymore. No, of course um, not. Yeah. It's, that's a dying thing for yeah. sure. Um. But I would say I think like when I was like 19, the majority of my friends were straight edge. Yeah. Wow. Like a big yeah. chunk of my friends were sober for sure. All of these questions keep getting. I keep. I I have more, but no, I just please. Wanna, I mean, um. But just to piggyback off of what Corey said, it's funny that she's talking about that because. When I broke edge, the person that I was most scared to tell was her. I was like terrified to tell. So like I decided to break edge, not that I have to explain myself, but I decided to break edge because I was dealing with really bad PCOS pain and CBD wasn't helping me. And I was like, I need to do something. Like I'm so desperate. Like I just need 
to do something. Like I need to do anything. Hmm. I was then like, I, then I got her stone. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I, mean, I think awesome. also like it, I got to a point in my life where I felt like I could, I could have a drink and I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, cause before I think that I convinced myself that like, that's not possible. You mm. can't, you can't drink because if you drink, then you're just, you're going to be, be a junkie. It's, it's, there's no, it's not possible to have like this balance. So like, I got to a point in my life where I was like, no, you're an adult. You're in control. You can have a drink. It's okay. Because mm-hmm. I always kind of always wanted to, but I was like, no, absolutely not. Like pure straight edge. I have, I have a, uh, a tree of questions. Please. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and and, Corey show. No, and it's, it, yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's broad. It's a broad thing. Cause Brad, you were also straight edge. I was right. I- giant straight edge tattoo on my shin okay (laughs) um when you guys first became straight edge or chose to you know claim straight edge um what did it what did it mean to you at the time and then and and how is that and it has has it evolved and if so how I think Corey should answer first because she's still straight edge. Yeah, I am still straight edge. I've been straight edge since I was 15 years old and um, or so. I don't remember the exact date, Mm -hmm. Um, but around. I was young. That's when I was first getting into hardcore and stuff when I was like 14, you know, or whatever. Um, And I found out what straight edge was actually before I even knew what hardcore was because uh, Davey Havoc was straight edge. Mm. And I love AFI. That was like my all time favorite band. So. That's how I found out what it was at first. And it really fucking made sense to me because when I found out what Straight Edge was, when I started liking AFI and like heavier music and stuff, like my mom was an addict Mm -hmm. and I lived with her. My parents were divorced. It was just me and my mom and she was really fucking up. And I needed something to feel like secure. You know, it like just made sense to me. And like, that's going to keep me from being just like my mom. Like that's gonna keep me from destroying my life and I need that, I need that so bad Mm. because I was so fucking scared. I had no control over anything that was going on around me but I had control of that, I had control of my sobriety and that was just what made sense and it's always been that way. Like, you know, I've always had a fear in the back of my mind that like if I am not sober, like I will be an addict just like so many people in my family like I've watched that you know that shit like destroy my family my whole entire life and I just never wanted that for myself so yeah that's what you know that's why I chose that and at this point in my life now that I'm 29 and I'm still straight edge um it's just a part of who I am it's not even something I think about at this point it's just that's just me like I, I don't think I've ever had any real thought about wanting to not be straight edge because I don't know. It was just like it's just so ingrained in my life and my routine that like I can't think of it in any other way. I mean, maybe at some point I want to. I make jokes sometimes about like my edge is like getting duller as I get older. But in a general in a general way, like I just that's just who I am, I guess. Yeah, I think I want to squeaky chair. Um, (laughs) I think a lot of people at a young age. have turned like turned to some type of form of discipline like yeah in that time i was going when i started going to shows i was also going to like youth groups and you know active in 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 the church and stuff like that um so it's like that being around but of course i was you know smoking weed doing Mm -hmm. all you know all the stuff but that was just something like reaching for acceptance yeah a a little bit something to the what it's, it's like how you've described to kind of ground you a little bit um give some control there Right. Yeah. Um, 
and sort of ex- there's 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 kind of self exploration in there as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it has the meaning of as you've gotten old. You, you said that your edge is dulled, and I get as a joke, <laughs> as a, a joke, joke, yeah. Just because life probably is you, you, it's hard. It's it as you grow old, you have there are no vices. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's no like so for some people. Yeah. You know. Well, but, yeah. To piggyback off of your. Um, point about church so I was actually thinking about this today because I was thinking about recording today um but before I got into hardcore I like submerged myself into church and like youth groups and stuff and I was scrolling TikTok recently (laughs) and there was like a TikTok on my feed about how like the churches and youth groups specifically are predatory in nature because of the way that they try to evoke emotion out of you and like the buzzwords that they use and like the, um, they like purposely try to evoke like trauma out of you essentially. And just like, if you're in a vulnerable place, which I was when I was that old, you know, I was looking for acceptance. I was looking for, um, you know, I was looking for guidance. I was looking for all these things that I I needed in my life. Like I I had so much chaos around me. And in my mind, it was like, oh, well, why, why wouldn't I go to church? Like, Mm -hmm. why, why wouldn't this be the safe place that I needed? And, you know, I started going and I started noticing like, Hey, you know, like when they're up on stage and like, you know, they're singing and they're saying these words and like, it's making me cry. Like maybe it is, you know, like the power of Christ, like maybe, like maybe it really is, but it's just like, it's the psychology in the, it's hypnotism. Yeah. It's the psychology. Cause when I got into punk and I started going to shows and I started liking you bands, felt those? I felt the exact, I, I can tell you multiple times, even as an adult, every time I've seen ceremony, I've cried every single fucking time. Corey has attested to it. I'm not ashamed to admit it. They are my favorite band in the whole world. I have cried every single time I've seen them. Right. And it comes and it, it washes over you. It's the it's yeah. like the same like the Holy Spirit of <laughs> so the Lord it's Christ like, Jesus. It's just uh, about you know how predatory churches are and just like is they truly prey on your vulnerable state and it's it's a. Uh, I think there are certain. It's crazy. Yeah, no, no, hundred percent. I I think there are certain uh, elements to uh, community. Mm-hmm. one that's one element right that's one ingredient community um emotion right and how it all kind of sinks together in one single place and you could yeah something sort of some sort you feel there is something that you feel and i wish you can bottle it i wish you can encapsulate it but you can't so you just have to get sweaty in a room with a bunch of people and fucking shout some lyrics and point your finger and swing your fists like that there's nothing really else like it except for something that could almost be compared to a religious right. experience. But I would rather be sweaty in a room with like-minded people than be in a church with Pumped a bunch with of bigots mm-hmm. and people who are judging me for having sex at the age of 17. Yeah. So here's so. another one. Here's another one that I think to, to tie into the straight edge thing. And, and then I guess we, if you want to, we could move on to the no, next no, it's topic. Fine. Uh, you had explained how, and I think this part's really interesting because when I, I'll just give my little piece. Mm-hmm. I've been asking questions this whole time. Uh, when I was coming up, San Jose was, 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 was I'm not sure what it is about. I don't know. I, I can't, I can't speak for the whole scene, but yeah, first tall can was at a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, first, first time seeing, you know, 
real kind of extensive violence like that directed not not like just the, the pit and stuff and all you know all the stuff that's going on inside but i'm talking about like outside mm -hmm. um it's like i had seen you know i'd seen so, either way uh it was very different so the idea of being straight edge like i was like you know hitting up big homies on myspace to come through and buy me a bottle and mm -hmm. i'd buy them a bottle type thing and I was, this is 16 15 you know 15 16 young and like you know just being a little little street rat type of thing uh but what my impression of straight edge was was these are the people that like don't fuck with people at all who don't smoke weed yeah. and da 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 and don't da 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 da, da. Mm -hmm. you know so my idea wasn't so much combative or av it was it, it was almost on the lines of adversarial where it was kind of like Oh, dude, that guy's straight edge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to like you because of the fact that you smoke weed and da 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 yeah. da. So, from the jump, there was, again, and this ties into, you know, religion and stuff like that, too, uh, at least in organizations and in, in uh, things like that, shame. Yeah. So, when you had mentioned that, and, and like you said, in the verbiage and everything, right? So, like, you had said, when I first broke edge, mm -hmm. you know, that is a, that, that is a euphemism. That is a, that is a term that is accepted as in you broke, you yeah. stepped over. You did something it's wrong. broken. Yeah. It's broken now. Mm -hmm. Broke, break, broken things are not good. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, yeah, there's, a, 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 I'm, I'm sure, I, I don't know, I guess where I was going, but like, yeah, that is, that is a thing that I always thought was strange too. Cause you know, militant straight edge is um uh you know like militants where it's just like fucking dude smoking a cigarette out the show and he's getting beat up by a bunch of dudes with x's on their hands you know type of thing like that's what i think yeah that's a fairy tale although that isn't really though right i like would that i would almost say and i could say this just out of pure ignorance is that m militant straight edge comes from a lack of knowledge like i when i was straight edge one of my big things was I'm straight edge, but I acknowledge that addiction is a disease yeah. and I'm going to acknowledge that not only is addiction a, a disease, but I'm not going to look down on someone with addiction. Yeah, I think um, militant people like that come from a place of privilege, whereas, um, you know, Sam and I, for example, like we decided to be sober because we, you know, we come from a different place. It was personal. It's personal. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like people that are like that, like ne might not necessarily experience that. I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but as a general, I think it's more so like they're just less understanding. They don't they don't see it the way that There's Sam no and I have seen there. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah the of, empathy isn't there. More of a mob mentality yeah. than it is a personal, a personal yeah. discipline. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's people that are straight edge for themselves and those are the people that carry on to do it or maybe they don't do it or whatever. And, uh, yeah, and, and it <laughs> is what it is. And then there are people who are militant straight edge who want to convert their bestie to be straight edge and it's like a gang. Yeah, I <laughs> but, mean, yeah. since the last time I was on, I'm on a kick of sobriety. Yeah, You know, how's that going? I It's... It's going. I converted Jordan to my gang. It's, it, it's <laughs> jumped in. Brad, Brad's over here grimacing at me. I'm not grimacing. He's not. I'm just. Uh, I'm the complete opposite. I'm super stoned right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brad's been asking me. He's like, "What are you gonna have a whiskey with me again?" I think the only goal. I didn't set out with any goal, but I just wanted. I. I, I don't know. I wanted to, again a, a, a test of will yeah. to see to see you know because I'd spent 
long, long, long time, or like majority of my adult and adolescent life, uh, somehow un- under some type of influence. I think that's n- normal and natural. And I think that as people, we go through waves and changes. And I think that also part of me breaking edge was just another phase in my life. Like mm-hmm. when I think about it, I think of it as like, I don't regret being straight edge. I don't regret any part of it. I some straight edge music or like some straight edge bands are still some of my favorite bands. Like some of the memories I have are still some of my favorite things. It's not like I'm drunk every weekend fucking woo. You know, like I do enjoy a nice margarita, some tequila every now and then, but it's not like, like it's just, I feel like it's just, it feels natural. Like it doesn't, it, it did what it had to do yeah, for you. Yeah. It was just, it, it was, it, it was kept important. me safe. Yeah. It, it kept, kept me safe until you were stable enough. Until to, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Brad, why did you, why, why, what got you into being? Um, for me, Straight Edge was a uh, brotherhood in a way, there, lack okay. of a better term. Yeah. Um, it was uh, <laughs> sisterhood, brotherhood, whatever. You know what I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. For <laughs> Acceptance, of, right? Yeah, yeah. For, yeah Community. For lack of a better term. You know what I'm yeah. And like, but um, for me, it was just, I needed, like, my house was extremely unstable. Yeah, um, my parents were. It was a different kind of thing than uh, than I feel like both of them, uh, Sam and Corey. Mm-hmm. Because my parents were together basically my whole life, but just in this chaotic relationship. Like I, my I all my like my parents didn't split up until I think I was like sixteen years old, and <clears throat> but I found Straight Edge right around that. Like I would say I was like fifteen, maybe that impressionable age. Yeah, and it was just, it was something that, like, when I found it, I was like, oh, well, I mean, I fucking hate that my parents do drugs, and I don't do drugs, so that's, like, that's me. So here's a theme. There's a theme. Yeah, and it was. There's a theme. I would, I would love to, I'm not, it would be interesting to know what, what other people would, would, would say to that. What other people would say about I how they... I think it's common. I mean... Yeah. Um, and that's one of your big topics of yeah. this episode. I, th- I mean, I think it is common. I think... Well, yeah. I mean, I think that... I don't know. I mean, I know that... I know it exists. Like, I know that there are people who find hardcore music and who just find it based off of the basis of, like, yeah, this fucking slaps or this is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. But I also know that the majority of people that I know, or at least the majority of people that I surround myself with, like we're all a little broken. And like, I mean that in the best way possible. Like I think that that makes you a person. It makes you likable. It makes you have, you know, depth and yeah, I don't know. Like, I just don't know. It's hard. Like, again, I know it exists. I know we make jokes about, you know, the suburban white kid, Grew up in Walnut Creek, you know, has a perfect life, mom and dad, white picket fence mm-hmm. type deal, you know. But that could also be like, a prison. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that trauma exists in many forms. Like I don't I don't know I don't know everyone's life story. Like I don't I don't know that, but I'd like to think that we all have a little grit to us that make us like this music. I mean yeah. or like this this subculture, lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, because I think not to sound too like this is this podcast can get super corny because I can go on about hardcore for fucking hours. And that's but what like, this is what it's but, for. Uh, yeah, let's go. I like I think it's more than just music. It's always been more than just music. It's it's mm-hmm. I fucking hate saying it's a lifestyle because that's fucking cornball of shit. But it's you know I, I sense shame. It is no. I mean it is it, it is a yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, I mean I guess it's more so shame in the sense I've had a real hard um, 
like construct within myself over the past year pandemic because like I realized I have no fucking hobbies because all my hobbies I spent all my early 20s getting hit in the face yeah. going to shows that's right. what I was gonna say yeah. like um the pandemic really showed us that like that was like the only way we fucking socialized yeah I made friends in hardcore I surrounded my hobbies i around. traveled for yeah. hardcore i went on vacation for hardcore yeah right. like yeah. my whole, whole like, life new, was like, around yeah that. this whole like going to a cabin and not doing shit for three days is so new to me yeah because every other time i've traveled it's been for a show it's been yeah i mean for maybe we did things in between said shows but yeah. like i never i never relaxed on vacation you know no. it was always doing when, X, when y, sam and, and i first met we would drive down to la to go to a show we would drive down friday night we'd go to the show um saturday and then after the show saturday night we drive back home to get home on sunday damn we've done that multiple times if they were if someone was doing like a or a weekend Bay area run or yeah. like a a run we would go like gilman LA. santa cruz or back yeah, backwards whatever. gilman santa cruz <laughs> and then la yeah. or or la bay area sack right we would do the whole weekend yeah i can't even imagine doing. i can't that. do that now but yeah, when when we my, were like nineteen, my body would actually shut down. Yeah, dude, I remember the first time I went to Sound and Fury. Um, I went home the night, like that Sunday night, the last night of the fest. We drove through the night home because I worked at Starbucks the next day on Damn. Monday. Damn. So we did three days of a fest. Actually, yeah, no, three full days of a fest in Santa Barbara. Then Sunday night after the fest, we drove through the night home, and then I went to work on Monday morning. Dude, I think, like it was nothing. I think we went, we got home from Sound and the first one I went to, we got home from Sound and Fury and instantly went to a Soul Search show. Oh, yeah. At the beach show. We did that too. Like instantly, yep. instantly in San Jose. Like, yeah, because we had to see Basement because that was the ba uh, Basement's first time in fucking California. So I had to see all of the shows. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I just. Uh, There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's no fucking way now. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to. Um, I think you. I think you. You have a. You're on to something. I think that there is something. I'm like, on to something. And I. And I don't <laughs> think we're not the first people to talk about this. You know, but uh, I. I think it would be interesting to know what the ingredients are <laughs> to make us. Yeah. Like, what are the steps? Like Brad, we talked about one time. If he didn't find a fucking binder, like a CD binder, in the middle of the road, mm -hmm. you guys would not be married. We wouldn't be sitting here now. Yeah. Very, very, yeah. very true. And that's yeah. that. That's that butterfly effect shit. Right. He found a... What, what? Basically, I was walking home from school. I was kind of into like some heavy music. Like I knew what Slipknot was. I knew what Korn was. Things like that. Mm -hmm. System of a Down. And then... I'm walking home from school one day, and there's, like, the old-school leather CD case. Just, like, it's just sitting in the middle of the fucking street. Like, it fell out of someone's car. And I walked up, I picked it up, and I started thumbing through it. And a lot of them were, like, just burned CDs. But it was just all, it was all death metal. Like, every, every single, it was full. And every single CD was, like, a different death metal record. There was Deicide in there, Cannibal Corpse like um brain drill like a bunch of shit that like I, I can't i can't like think of any of the other ones because those are the three that like really stood out when i was a kid because those are the first three i put in mm -hmm. listen to deicide 
I listened to uh, Cannibal Corpse, and then I listened to fucking um, Brain Drill. And it was just, I when I heard that shit, I was like, oh, this is like the noise I hear in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, That's a good way to describe it. Um, because, like I said, my house was just so like, it was always screaming. Like, if anybody was talking, they were screaming. And that's what this fucking music was, literally. It was just fucking this loud, fast, crazy, like, music that I heard. And that kind of made me, I I met a few other kids in my town that were also into that stuff. And then we started going to shows. Like, but it was just death metal shows. We, I was going to fucking all these weird metal shows at the Boardwalk, rest in peace. Just, just. R.I.P. Damn, just shut down this week. Yep, and then uh, it sucks because it's like right, right, like in the right as the doors are opening, so to speak. Yeah. Right as, right as, they didn't yeah, make it. they didn't. Yeah, it just they held out as long as they fucking could. Yeah, four eighteen, same thing. My local, yeah. yeah. four eighteen, baby. That's it. Or mean Santa, Santa Cruz. Yeah. yeah. And okay, and also just to, just to mention, Trevor is also here, but he's not mic'd up today. He's just being mod, so you may hear us acknowledge him a couple times. We're broke. We don't have a fifth one yet. Okay, Shut sorry. the fuck up. Leave us alone. Um, yeah. Mod, I've just been quiet. He's just observing. Just don't listen vibing. to this. This is um, my payment for my episode. But 418, chef's kiss. Anyways, go on. Um, I forgot where I was. Let's be completely honest. Uh, you're, you're talking about, you know, going to the boardwalk and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. So I, that was where I saw the death metal shows. But I also, it was weird because in that same time, I also was getting into like weird, like screamo stuff and like emo stuff. So I was also going to this venue called the underground, which was in Roseville. And that was just at like a church. And I was seeing bands like Mozart season and like, I've never, most people haven't heard of that band, but real ones know <laughs> like, like that, that band, like it, it's fucking, it, that was like Sacramento fucking screamo shit from when I was super young. Uh, I saw like I think I saw Arsons get all the girls there. Hell yeah, local eight three one baby. Yeah, and so that was like my. <laughs> I was going to shows there, and then I was going to shows at the Boardwalk, seeing death metal shows, and I found hardcore because there was a fucking venue down the street from uh, the Boardwalk called the VFW Hall. Mm. It was just a VFW hall. Well, it's like a veterans hall. Yeah, yeah. And I we had one of those as well. Yeah, I basically was I was at a show. It was the last show I went to. I don't remember who was playing at the boardwalk because I hadn't gotten inside yet, and I think it was just a bunch of locals. But that place fucking charged like twenty bucks no matter who was playing. So it was like I'm standing in line with like a twenty dollar bill in my pocket to get inside, and these two dudes walk past. And I'm wearing like I had like found some hardcore and I was wearing like a first blood sweater and they were like, why are you here? There's a hardcore show literally at like one block up the street. And I was like, I don't know. Like they're like, it's half the fucking price. You should just come down there. So I I was just like I stood there for a second. I was at this fucking show by myself. So I was just like stood there for a second and I walked down the street and it was fucking hoods and lose none and on a warpath. And like all this fucking, it was it was Sick. crazy, and that was like the night that like changed, changed yeah, it changed it all because saw people fucking moshing and like lose none. That's a local one for me. Yeah, yeah. that's, fucking that's my. You want to know a full head. circle moment for me? Um, I was convinced 
that I was going to end up in Sacramento. Like when I was in high school, I was like, I want to be a part of Sacramento hardcore so fucking bad. Like I want, because Trash Talk was from Sacramento originally, Killing the Dream. Oh, there was only two bands. Trash Talk for me and Hoods. Trash Talk, Hoods, and Killing the Dream were like my fucking big ones. Mm -hmm. So how full circle is for me to you are. <laughs> marry and date Brad. Mr. Yeah. Sacto himself. <laughs> Ish. Yeah, I guess. Well, anyone. Ish. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to. You know. No, I mean, I, I got like, and then after the the fucking VFW hall like shut down because I think I think martyrdom cherub. I don't know if you guys. Remember I do remember them. Uh, uh, what is it? An end to perjury. Put your It's so sick. A headless corpse in a body bag. That's all you'll have when I'm done with you. Um, Salute. <laughs> they uh, they filmed a music video there. I'm pretty sure, and, and something happened, and the place was like, "You're not having shows here anymore." And I love that. Still was going to the boardwalk and stuff, but then I found the like Holy Land, in my opinion, which is Branch Street. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah we love Branch Street. R.I.P. That was I'm like. I'm grateful I got to go there. Yeah, me that too. Place I loved that place. A fucking like anybody that got to go there is lucky as fuck. It was mm. like, it was a really special, like really special place mm. that sadly does not exist anymore. We had one in San Jose. Uh Makla. Makla was 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 one, but I think the one that is kind of like, like the older beast was the cave oh, on Lucretia, which was just cave. a church. Uh, but it was a big room. I forgot about the church venue, dude. It was a pretty big room. Makla was this little dark thing, dude. Yeah. Quite literally a hole in the wall. Like if I ever if I ever got into like writing a screenplay or something. And it would be something about like this, 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 you know, what we've experienced. It would be a kid walking down the street and hearing muffled music and just a guy, skinny guy, Corey from the Corey from the cave. This guy used to wear a little mosh cap and just stand outside, you know, um, <clears throat> and you'd be outside and then you just hear muffled music. Everyone was inside. And then the doors open and it's just like a black room. They had like black velvet drapes on the like curtains on all the walls. And it's just a long, narrow room. And it was, you know, maybe an eight foot, 10 foot stage. I may, I may be misremembering, mis but it was, yeah, dude, like that was where, that was where it started for me. I went to one show at the cave, which was Hoods Fest 2007. And I had Mikey Hood spray paint my Hume Lake church hoodie with a fucking, with a, a, a hood stencil, five bucks and they'd spray paint your shit. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fucking the fact that hoods played my first show and hoods was that your first show. No, it wasn't the first one. It okay. wasn't the first one. It was the first cave. It was the first cave show that oh, I got okay. to, but yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. It was, it's so monumental. All these yeah, connections. Was, yeah. Yeah. Like I, it, it's crazy and n n had fact, no, and you said Mikey painted a stencil on for you. Yeah. Dude, he, he everybody has a fucking crazy Mikey story. I swear, always like everyone has a crazy Mikey Hood story. He gave me a fucking King is Dead record, but like when he handed it to me, he wouldn't like let go. And like I tried to take it, and he let go finally. And he was like, "I fucking know where you live." Isn't it funny? <laughs> like he, he didn't obviously. He's like, "But if I sell that, if I see that on eBay, I'm gonna fucking beat your ass." Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Like as we get older, you start realizing like these people are just people. Yeah. 
I mean, when I was younger, they weren't just people. I remember I fucking took a picture with the vocalist of For the Fallen Dreams. Still have that picture somewhere. Yeah. Don't know why. He was probably only like five years older than me. Literally. Like, <laughs> like the, the OG one? Chad yeah, Rul- yeah, Rul- the Rul- white guy. Rul- they're, they're all white. Are they? I don't fucking remember. We're talking about. It's been like 10 years. Yeah. Metalcore but. bands from 15 years ago. There's. <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember. Let's just be real. Yeah. Yeah. They all look alike. They white. I mean, everybody in hardcore was white for a minute. You white. You Ben Affleck. (laughs) Yeah, dude. That's, I mean, should I tell the story about how I first became friends with Brad? I've told it a bunch of times. Sure. Sam and I were good friends. So Jordan and I have actually been friends the longest out of anyone here. Damn. And when you were talking about it earlier, what I think it was is that I had friends in San Jose who were friends with, like, my older homies were friends with your older homies. Mm -hmm. And so when we'd go to, like, the kind of neutral ground or middle ground, which would most likely be Santa Cruz, Mm -hmm. in between, you know, Salinas, Gonzalez, Soledad area, and then, you know, San Jose. Jose, Because at the time, that's all I knew was San Jose. I didn't even know that there were people that went to shows in like the in like the the, the, the gr- bay area the greater <laughs> bay area because it's like that's again you you're in this you're kind young. of small yeah. uh like homogenized circle i didn't it's even like, realize like i remember sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but no, i remember we're, we're, being on myspace and like seeing that like these shows existed in like fucking utah my mind was like blown i'm like what do you mean arsonist get all the girls is gonna play somewhere else besides the castle and soledad yeah like this makes no sense yeah and it's like when you're young, like you have like no idea. Like I, but even in that way, like just like them playing Fremont. Yeah. It would be far as fuck away yeah, for you. Absolutely. Cause like when I first started going to shows, I was in the East Bay only. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Fremont, Hayward, Union city, yeah. um, Gilman, right. Berkeley, when yeah. I was able to go t- take BART. But then, you know, I feel like I'm a little bit more, um, privileged than, than you guys, for example, because I had access to BART. So I was going to shows, when I was in high school in San Francisco. So my my like realm of hardcore is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I couldn't get to San Jose until I could drive or my friends could drive. So I, I didn't go to as many shows in San Jose or Santa Cruz, but I was in the East Bay and I was in San Francisco a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, San Jose seems so far away from me. Hmm. Like that was like out of my view almost because I couldn't drive there. I couldn't take Bart there. That makes sense. I remember going to like new venues around like the Bay Area and being like, this place is cool. And not knowing like every venue I've been to because it just is one of those things. Like it was one of those things I remember. Like, yeah, I remember the first time going to the venue in Los Gatos. Oh, man. And uh, I remember I saw The Carrier, Rain Supreme, Shy Halud, and... um, one of Richard's old bands. I don't remember. Uh, they were called something AD damnation 80. Mm. And, uh, I mean, I think that was his band locked up 80 locked up 80. There we go. Damnation. 80. That that's, that's my, my fucking local shit. Hayward. If I would <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, uh, it's crazy how much I remember because it was just all so important. Like when I found hardcore, I like found it like it was like all I wanted to do and mm-hmm. it's all I did for so long like I still remember like the first hardcore band that I ever l- saw was No Truce from Salinas. Hmm. They were the first band I ever sing along to 
first time I was like, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little girl and I look kind of stupid cause I'm fucking seen as fuck, but I'm going to sing along to this band and I'm probably going to get hurt, but yeah, it's okay. Yeah. My over eyes for me <laughs> for like, re, like, you know, like for what I guess what you would call like the real deal. Like this was uh, compared to everything else. These weren't like, there's no skinny pants. You know what I mean? There's no swoopy hair. There's still swoopy. Right? Oh, there was skinny pants and, and swoopy hair for sure. There were skinny pants and swoopy <laughs> hair. Yeah, but at the time that I was exposed to that, I was just like, oh shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it had the sound that was different than, you know, the son of yours north of the woods, a boy right. in his gun, Paris is burning. You know, all these kind of like, you know, very. You remember that? Like that same kind of like sound. That was kind of going throughout, the, like the, the, at the time, but like this was, you know, and I was like, oh fuck, like this is, this is, this is the real deal, yeah. you know, like my idea of like, air quote heaviness completely changed at that point. So yeah. like that was one of those that yeah, it, it's sick that it was both local bands. Yeah. Do you remember the first lyrics that you? remember like that you not only do you remember but like you resonated with and you were like this makes sense because like obviously like i remember singing or like learning like moria songs or like arsonist get all the girl songs and i just learned them just to like just to sing them like just to sing along because i thought it was it's cool fun. but like yeah. do you remember the first band that you were like no like this is my shit dude <laughs> It's okay. I will go into a story time and I might get fucking emotional. Okay. So like trauma. the first time that I was ever exposed to alternative music at all was my dad showing me Rage Against the Machine Battle of Los Angeles came out in 2000. Mm -hmm. So I was seven. Uh, we're watching the DVD and they're playing and I'm looking at this. Uh, first of all. Another topic is representation, mm -hmm. right? Which I will get into like yeah. have extensively on this because that's another thing that I think is really important and I think we can all agree. So I'm watching Rage Against the Machine and first of all, I see this guy up there with a the mic, long brown dreadlocks, racially ambiguous. He has some flavor in his voice. I look at this guitarist and he looks like my cousins, right? But then he's also up there, you know, with this long-haired dude with a tribal tattoo on his chest playing drums. And, you know, you got this, this mix of people. And I'm like, that's first of all, that's cool. You know what I mean? I don't think I'd ever seen, uh, like, people of color playing in a band with, with white people. You know, like, I've, that, that to me, again, seven, seven years old. So it's like, this was, this was in, like, it was gripping, mm -hmm. you know? And so I'm watching him play this live set. My dad had to, we're watching the DVD and um, they're playing a song called the ghost of Tom Joad. And there's this part on that live DVD that was so intense that I will like to this day, I'll never forget it. And it's like, uh, there's this part where it kind of tones down in the song and it's like this eighth note gin, 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 and it's like building up. And I'm like, dude, there I'm feeling something. And right. Zach De La Rocha is saying, um, whenever you see a cop beating a guy 
wherever a hungry newborn baby cries, wherever somebody's struggling to be free, or no, yeah, look in your eyes, Ma, you'll see me. And like being so young, it sounds dumb mm-hmm. to be like that resonated. Right. But I understood. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, uh, whenever, you know, what is he, uh, wherever somebody's struggling for a place to stay for a decent job or a helping hand, you know, like, and then he just is saying, look in your eyes, Ma, you'll see me, you'll see me, you'll see me, you'll see me, you'll see me. And he just keeps, and he, each time it's more and more intense and he starts screaming it, shaking his head like dreads around and shit. And I remember being like, I have goosebumps right now because that to me was like, that was the most intense thing and probably still the most intense like live like or that I've ever felt from watching a live performance. And I've never even seen them, you know, and that I kind of I feel like that single part like sh- shaped my appreciation and kind of shaped my palate for like the things that I like and like sort of I don't know need like, it's strange to say, but like how I like walk through life, you know, mm-hmm. see yourself and other people. Mm-hmm. right like look look at you know you'll see me you know that 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 uh it was yeah it's intense it's intense not to me at the time it was like not only are you not only are you saying like you will see you will see myself represented in other people or there in every single person situation there is a part of you in it and it's a shared experience but when he's screaming you'll see me is almost like no you'll listen to me now you know, at the same time, you know, like, so, and the fact that he's screaming it, you know, I'm like, I'd never heard that before. Never in my, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But as far as like, yeah, lyrics that rep, like, you know, that, 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 that's the first one where I remember remembering, remembering it yeah, and being like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. I'm about Rage Against the Machine. I can't even think. And of course, this is before I even yeah. heard Inside Out, right, before right. I've, you know any of those other things, right? Yeah. So I'm like, again, one of those full circle. Right. It's almost as if here to get here's a Jay getting woo woo. <laughs> was meant to be. It's almost like anybody who had found their way into this, there was no escaping it. Right. There's yeah. no there's no way that you were not going to turn out the way that you are and be into what you are into because of all the things that had to have happened. For you, for for something like this to resonate with you, and it, again, I'm not. I'm gonna get off soapbox, but <laughs> no, it's. Fine. I think it would be fucking cool as an experiment, fucking science. Put electrodes on someone's brain, and play heavy music, and see where these things are firing off. Mm-hmm. Play it to someone who clearly play it to some fucking Karen. Do you know what I mean? And then play it to one of us. And see if the same things buzz, like same, same, right. same, same buzzes response. Say if that, see if that same, you know, fucking, you know, medulla, you know, and neocort and all the different, you know, the amygdala, you know, anxiety and fear and whatever it is, excitement, adrenaline. What is, see if those things pump off or if someone's straight up just like, this is, uh, what are they saying? I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what this is. Hope. What, I like your so music, scared. Jay. I think you write such beautiful things, but it, you just can't hear what you're saying. And it's just like, fuck, okay, I get it. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. it is what it is. I don't know. 
I've been talking a lot. No, I'm you're sorry. fine. I get this shit. I, 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 I'll nerd out over this shit Same. all day too, you know, so. All day. All Corey, day, maybe. Corey, do you remember your first um, lyric? Honestly, Song? no. Uh, I w- I've been trying to think about it while you guys were talking, but I've um, been zoning out because I've been like wanting to listen to you guys speak. Um, so I can't really think about it. I think um, that might have something to do with uh, during that time when I started heavily getting into music um it was also a really traumatic time for me so i block out i've blocked out a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. so my memory is very fuzzy in some ways and you know when i think about that that time um so that could be why i don't i don't remember i don't remember the first one either one lyric is sticking out to me specifically i remember listening to have heart and i remember um when i don't remember fuck fucking song it is but he goes life is hard enough as it is and i was all it fucking is it is hard life is fucking hard and i remember listening to the rawness of that band listening to the delivery and just like the feelings yeah have heart was a big big one for me too where i felt connection it was a big band for me it was it's one of the big that was like one of the bands that made me want to be straight edge yeah what's cool to i mean straight edge aside i still resonated heavy with fucking a a song like armed with the mind that was the first one i had heard boston's is one of my all-time favorite hardcore songs ever written yeah i they i'm so when i sick when i i was at work and for this for this sound and fury that had Mm -hmm. passed you know when i saw that my 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 i I physically had a physical response to seeing that name on the flyer. Yeah. Yeah. And I like when I got the tickets, I felt like I was dreaming. Yeah. I felt like I felt like life wasn't real. I felt like everything else. It was surreal. Um, It was um, it was a moment for sure. Like, so I am in the age group or like the generation or whatever where. I actually saw Have Heart at their last show Same. in San Francisco. It was yeah. uh, I've seen Have Heart more yeah. than once. I, I I didn't. That is one thing I can't say. I did. Yeah. I only saw them at their last show, but I remember seeing Have Heart for me was very pivotal because it was the first time I was seeing Ceremony. So like the way like I I think of it in like my weird head is like it was like handing off a band to me like i was seeing one of my favorite bands for like the first and last time, but then it was the very first time that I had seen Ceremony. Your Whoa. favorite band. And um, I've seen Ceremony, I think I've said it before on this fucking podcast, not to brag, but I've seen them like 20 something times. She like, almost missed my birthday because there was going to be a Ceremony show on the day of my birthday party. It was party. the day before. And, and, and it was the day before. And she went. I no, go. You, you went and you were saying, uh, what day is it? Because I, if it's this day, I'm not going. Yeah. And I'm like, You're, you would miss my birthday to see the band for the amount of time, for the amount of times of years that i am turning yeah you know what i mean for yeah. the 26th 27th time yeah <laughs> some shit like that i'd do it again that's fucking funny i mean i can talk about that band and what they mean to me but i feel like that's like i should have my own podcast just dedicated to that <laughs> damn <laughs> but um yeah i remember i remember going <laughs> actually funny story like aside just like the funny part of trauma bonding when i saw half heart i actually had the fucking swine flu 
And I was hospitalized the next day. So. Fucking H1N1, Sam. Yeah. I hope you weren't in that crowd. Oh, oh I she was. was. No, it, no, not not you. Anyone listening. Oh, Corey was. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was. No. We were at shows. Yeah. I was Lovely. at that show, and when I was I, supposed to be there, maybe it's good my ride, maybe it's good my ride ditched me. When when I walked out of that room, once their set was over, I was drenched. I was my clothes were dri- dripping wet from sweat, mm. literally dripping my clothes because What's of how fucking disgusting it was in there. And then on top of that, there's swine flu just fucking all in there. Sick. Hello, so many germs. Uh, for those who can't see me, because no one can see me, I just waved like yeah. a fucking politician. I'm, I mean. You probably weren't the only one in there with swine flu. No, honestly. I probably gave it to everyone, honestly. <laughs> I didn't get sick, so you didn't, you weren't close enough to me, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know each other at that time. But, yeah, um, when they played Sound and Fury again, I remember texting Corey because <laughs> I was like, All right, we have to go. We, we, like that. I bought a ticket immediately when the, when the, when the flyer dropped. Um, they accidentally released tickets for like a small amount of time. And I bought one instantly. So I had no problem finding tickets like everyone else because I was like, I'm, I, there's no about, choice. We talk about Sound and Fury? Yes. Yeah. Talking, oh, sound okay. and Fury. There's no yeah. choice. I'm going, I'm buying one right yeah, now. And I you, bought one. If you had gotten one before, you had that little that little email list, apes, hey, hey, check it. Here's yeah. a little, almost like a little pre-sale deal. But, but it was an accident. I'm pretty sure. I don't think that he meant to release tickets, but a couple people bought some, including me. I got two. Like I said, I saw that um, it dropped and I was like, done. Done. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Also, I didn't even care if I didn't have money. I just bought it. Yeah. Also on this subject, I would just like to call out how important Sound and Fury was to my adolescence. I don't know how oh, yeah. like Same. early adulthood. I remember seeing flyers for Sound and Fury 2009 on MySpace. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at all the bands and I was like, well, these bands are clearly hardcore bands. So I'm just going to. I'm just going to look them all up. So I went on LimeWire. I fucking downloaded every single fucking band. Every single band. And I was like, I want to go to this fest one day. So that was 2009. 2010 came. Still in high school. No way in hell was I going to be able to go. And then Sound of Fury, 2011, when me and Jay went, we went separately, but we went together. No way. Yeah. That was the first time I got to go. I remember standing in that um what was it like a ballroom right yeah. like it was like it was like or show it was a ball like, showgrounds it was like a huge warehouse santa barbara fairgrounds yes. fairgrounds yeah i don't know why i said ballroom but the room that it was in was so big that they divided it into two stages and at the time like the bands that i wanted to see there was only like a handful of bands that i like really like was like i can't wait to see and i remember with ceremony touche amore um I don't remember who the, I could probably go back and look at the flyer and tell you what other bands, but I remember just being in that room. And I think that was one of the first times outside of like local shows that I saw women being involved in hardcore in a way that was just like, so like moving. Like I was like, if I go in the pit, it'll be fine because there's other, there's there's more girls in the pit. So I, it it will be fine. Like this is like, I can do this. Like this is I like not only can I do this because there's so many people, they don't give a fuck what I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just I can do this. It was yeah. just cool to see like um women doing merch, women in bands, w- women um helping run the show. Right. Like, you know, that wasn't something that 
you saw as often then than you do now like it's very common now women in hardcore is very common and i guess it it was common then too but like yeah like for sam and i like you know very similar for me like that's where like you know I, i found girlfriends at like for the first time and like meeting girls online like on 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 tumblr on the b9 board like on twitter on instagram like when we started getting those like that's where like i started to see girls that like understood me mm. for the first time it was like meeting meeting people at fests and stuff like it, it's yeah. there's crazy. a there's a moment that i remember it was sound fury 2012 and it was when I was still straight edge and it was when minority unit was playing and they were playing. I don't fucking remember what song, but I remember like everyone was going off. Like it was like the craziest moment. And there was just like so many girls or like femme presenting people in the pit. It was like back to your point about representation. Like it just felt, it felt surreal. Like it's not like, again, I I know how corny I'm going to listen back to this tomorrow and I'm going to be like, it sounds like so fucking cornball, but like it was Like, so I started going to shows in like 2007 and I started going in the time when like metalcore and hardcore were like in a happy marriage together. Like there really wasn't, there was a lot of mixed bill shows specifically where I grew up or where we, me, Jordan and Trevor grew up. It was the same in the East Bay too. It's like, Like, I went to go, just as a side note, I went to go see Whitechapel and Through the Eyes of the Dead and uh, 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 fucking bands like and they were like yeah it's a hardcore yeah exactly it was just all hardcore like there was no like differential or post this yeah whatever yeah it's just all what it was but during that time like that scene and like that um environment and that like subculture was like very misogynistic like it was like it was very icky i mean that was also like the time of like like when you think back on it, that was also like the time where a lot of, you know, young women were getting like groomed and like there's a lot of stories that came out about yeah. that time. And like it was just like an icky time to be a girl in it hardcore. It was more than icky. It was I mean, more than icky. It, yeah, you know, but yeah, I mean, when yeah. I say icky, like I I say icky because it like for lack of that's a how it term. feels. Yeah, it just like, feels yucky. Yeah, it just yeah. Feel, yeah. It feels that way. Like I remember <laughs> it's like, I remember there was this local band in Salinas. I don't remember what they were called, but I remember they printed shirts and um, their shirts said no fat girls allowed. And it, it's like it's simple. It's fucking there stupid. There was a band called No Fat Chicks. Yeah, but there but I remember like Or wait. Fat ch- fat chicks sinks or something like that. Some there was some I remember that they were like from yeah. Gilroy or something. Yeah. Well, I remember there was another band from Salinas that did something similar. I don't remember who it was, but I remember seeing that and I'm like, that's me. Right. So okay. Right. I'm not allowed here. Yeah. Well, yeah. What does that mean? I mean, it's 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 like not that deep in theory. Like it's actually kind of funny if I ever had a shirt like that. I'd fucking wear the shit out of it now. But like you know, <laughs> Cry, I, <bitch>. I, <laughs> but not, I was young and yeah. impressionable and. You know, you're looking for like this place to like fit in, and yeah, it's like acceptance. yeah, and it's like you come to hardcore because you're a misfit, but then you get there, and and men are like name three songs. Yeah. Oh, you like hardcore? Well, tell me what fucking album you're listening to. Right. Like, I know that that's a common joke, and I tell people this all the time. Yeah. But that's real. That was real for, that's real. for us. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had you know, Sam and I have talked about this. Like when you said when we've um, bonded, like we bonded over this. Like Sam and I had to research bands that we liked. Right. We had to know all about them, know every song, you know, because we felt like if we didn't, we would be criticized because girls didn't like hardcore. 
So we had to really like it right? and really prove to everyone that we like it because if not, you know. You were really only there because you were someone's girlfriend. Yeah, you, you were someone's, someone's girlfriend, girlfriend or you wanted to be someone's girlfriend. Or yeah, girlfriend. you wanted to be someone's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. like, you know. Because like, why else would you be here? Why else? Yeah, why else are you here? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it was that was a time for us where, like, we really had to be, like, lit, lit, like so so dedicated more than probably a lot of men were because we were constantly criticized yeah there was some yeah a lot a lot more of a it's almost like there there are plenty of rites of passage i feel like amongst the the the, the male crowd yeah um but they're much more respect like to to i think physical acts you know what i mean like it sounds super lame, but like moshing. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, what are you doing, dude? What are you just standing on the side for? Right. Like get in there. Oh, I don't know. I'm fucking yeah. scared. But like, uh, yeah, the idea that you had to literally like fucking do homework. Yeah. Like that's so ridiculous. Yeah. We had to really know what we were talking about for sure. And, and even I, if you did know what you were talking about, you would still, still be, be questioned. Yeah. You'd yeah. still be met with, are you sure? Are you right. sure? Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, mm, right. okay. Okay. Yeah, right. totally. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, at the same time, like, like I said, Sam and I. So anyways, what are you doing later? Right. Like, fucking, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, like we kind of like, I kind of fell in love with hardcore. So it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was a, like a task I needed to do. I was also like totally yeah, like ingrained to it. And I was like fucking jumping head first, like fully in. Um, so it, that was fine to me. Like I was like, yeah, I, I got to know what I'm talking about. But I also wanted to know what I was talking about because I was like so, in, so like amazed by like what I was getting into. Yeah. At what point did you guys, at what point did you guys shed that, um, I don't know what the word would be, you know. I think what? I still carry bits of it with me. I mean, I think. Of course, I, yeah. yeah. I think it's I still struggle into how you had to enter into it. So I'm, I'm obviously older now, 28. So yeah. I've been going to shows since I was, I don't know, like 20, like, like 15 years, maybe 13, 15 years. I don't know. Something yeah, like over that. half your life. It's been or a, a long bit, time. A little bit over yeah, half your life. Yeah. Um, under a little. Bit I think sometimes half. I yeah. find myself like getting like irritated that it's just so easy now and and i mean that yeah. very lightheartedly because obviously it's not that deep like i don't really well, i don't give like a fuck you said, but like you've you've touched on the subject of like you know it's much more you cory just said it you it's much more accepted or not yeah. accepted but it's much more prevalent yeah right nowadays yeah even more so than when you first were noticing how it is in these little very homegrown pockets yeah like a sound and fury. Yeah. Like, cause you're, you're, you're coming from all over the place mm -hmm. that go to the California hardcore festival. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. It's so if you're vibe. from Utah, if you're from yeah. Oregon, if you're from anywhere along the Pacific coast, uh, you know, you could be like, Oh dude, let's fucking go to California for a couple days. Fuck. Yeah. 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 Right. And then, you know, even with this most recent one, fucking those have heart tickets sold out in three minutes, less yeah, than. They sold out so it's fast. like people are coming from Germany. Yeah, people are coming from all over the fucking globe, which is sick. But like, to back to the, the point of like, it became more prevalent within this small homegrown circle, mm -hmm. but now it, then it, then it sort of like, then it just became just not even really a stigma anymore. Right. So in that, with that being said, like, yeah, how, what was that? You had to shed that, that kind of like that weird stigma of, of being accepted. And at the same time, see that it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I think one of the things that I struggle with, maybe even still now, is like not, I don't more so want to be accepted, but I want to be respected. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm not just Brad's wife. I've never just been Brad's wife. 
I'm not into hardcore because to me, Brad is Sam's husband. That's some real shit. It's because you're my yeah, yeah, no, because yeah, I yeah, need yeah. you first. But that's I'm how does it make you feel, Brad? Brad? Brad. I, I'm fine. But well, he's fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean that when I say that, I mean that like corner right now. <laughs> I mean that more so like, you know, you you think of someone just going to shows because, you know, they're a spouse or husband or fucking partner or whoever is going to shows. But like that's never been the case. Like yeah. that's we met at a hardcore show. I think one, I remember when Brad and I first started dating, one of the things he told me, he goes, wow, you actually like hardcore. <laughs> Damn. I mean, it was, but it, I mean, it was just because I do, I don't, I didn't even know how to talk to girls, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Like I, I, that was, that was why I didn't know what the fuck to say. Like, yeah, it was weird. Like talking to girls has always been weird for me. Yeah. Were there a lot of girls in your scene back home? Um, there were some, yeah. I don't remember a whole shout lot. out Jessica Rose. There's Jessica, <laughs> yeah, there's Jessica, uh, Taryn, yeah. Taryn too. Yeah, I mean there there were a few. I I don't remember a whole lot though. Um, but it depends. That's the thing. I was gonna say is like I I popped around the scenes a lot, like because I was in the death metal scene, and those were like all the scene kids and all the like scene girls and stuff. Like there were a lot of girls in that scene. Yeah, like tons, and yeah. like at the underground. Dude, there was a couch outside at the underground. Everybody just hung outside. And, like, it was all a bunch of underage girls outside smoking cigarettes. Like, and that that place, there were a lot of girls in that in that scene, big time. Um, I thought you turned the big light on. You scared me. Because <laughs> oh, I, I thought someone walked in. I was like, what the fuck? Um, but, yeah, the but in the hardcore scene, like, when I was going to, like, hardcore shows, I don't remember a whole lot of women being in the scene. Like, like one or two. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, same. And, I mean, and yeah. there were, yeah. and more so, like there were one or two that were like that I noticed were like actually into the music. I could tell, like, like. Oh, what do you mean? Let's, let's, let's go. No, there were a lot, there were a lot of girls in at the hardcore at, in heart in there that I saw that were being just, kind of misogynistic. Right now. <laughs> no, because there were a lot of girls and here that, comes the ball busting. I'm just no, there were no, there were a lot of girls I that I remember seeing that weren't into any of the music at all. No, I know. I'm just yeah. giving you a hard time. Yeah, but that was just a thing that happened at every show you were at. Like there would be guys showing up and just bringing their girlfriends along, right? Just to bring their girlfriends along, and then all the girlfriends would just hang out. In the in the, in, the, in the back or like it'd be off that was the side yeah, that was that was like something that. I saw a lot except yeah. for there's that one girl for me this is a personal experience there's that one girl who like feedback starts up she's pacing back and forth do you see what I'm saying yeah you I'm setting the mood I'm setting the setting the scene right now she's pacing back and forth to the feedback fucking those first two you know fucking snares or that that oh the snare build up that 2000 and you know that whole shit back in the day that whole thing and it's fucking swing away you know what i mean and then like fucking two two step and the whole thing getting it not just like trying to flail to be to to be there and i'm that's 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 genderless the flailing just to be in there flailing to do some shit did you guys ever have like a falling out in hardcore what is it? What is it? Like, like in the sense of like, so I took a step back, like a really long, like really, really, really long step back, where I like didn't go to shows for 
probably like three years. No. I I mean I did, but later on in my like my yeah I, I nev- I've never had that yeah like, yeah like and that was that was weird for me too because I I got to a point where I didn't even want to go to shows anymore like like I was so I was like getting everything going on at home and shit it made me not even want to go to shows. To the point where I finally came back. Dude, I gained like 130 pounds over the time I stopped going to shows. Jesus. First thing people said to me was like, holy shit, you're, you are you got really big. <laughs> like, like, like legitimately, one of my best friends, like the first thing he said when he saw me was like, damn, dude, haven't seen you in a long time. You got really big. But why did you take a step back? Uh, Just everything. Um, I was dealing with my, like, I was dealing with school, not not doing well in school. Because there was a bunch of shit going on at home, um, you know, my parent like my parents had split up at that point, so I was living back with my dad and my grandma, and my dad was uh, very heavy into using drugs, and my grandma was using her early retirement to pay all of our bills, and I was trying to do whatever I could to help. Yeah. So I like didn't go to school because I was trying to find work. Mm-hmm. Things like that, and so it was just got to this point where instead of going to shows, I just wanted to like isolate and play video games in my room, and I did that for like three and a half years, and just like gained, like ballooned up, and got like super unhealthy and super fucking fat, and got even more depressed. And then like I don't even remember what why I went back to shows. Hmm. Like it was it was a weird it was a weird thing. I just remember seeing a flyer. Don't remember what it was. I was like, eh, I'll, I'll go. Were you warmly welcomed back? Yeah, I mean, yeah, to the people. I mean, there wasn't. It was weird because I seen all the a lot, new, a lot of new jacks and stuff. A lot of people like didn't. I feel like didn't remember me. That was my my comeback because well because my comeback like when I came back. Also, what years I, are these, by the way? I, w- I wish I could give you exact exact years because I I can't. Was it years or did was it just like a year? I was gone. I, I didn't go to. I stopped going to see live music for like a couple of years, mm-hmm. and when I came back, that was when I started going to Branch Street, mm. and that was when like shit Gudo, got real. Yeah, Gudo called me the Kool Aid Man because he didn't know my name, and I would just like show up and like come in through the front door and just like start running and moshing on people. Okay, I'm gonna do a fucking. I'm going to do a trauma bonding, well-fed pivot okay. right now. Okay? okay. Now we're going to get real corny and silly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And talk about the real corny bullshit. Okay, let's go. This one's directed to Brad, first of all. I mean, just actually, never mind. First of all, have oh. you guys ever moshed at a show? Yeah. No. Like pitted? Oh, wait. Are you ask, like seriously asking me? Yeah, but, Sam? Yeah. I mean, no. you've never seen Sam mosh before? <laughs> I'm so sorry if you had. <laughs> I mean, okay, yes, I think I have. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I've. I've yeah. You have? Yes. Yeah? Of course. Well, Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Okay, was that okay. just a question? No, no, no. Okay. no, no. Then I was going to I was gonna then go to Brad and be like, oh, okay. Now, I guess no. Since everyone here has moshed before, pitted. <laughs> fucking get, pitted. Get fucking pitted. Okay, okay, um, okay, okay. Do you remember the first time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was uh, during TUI at Sound and Fury. I was right next to you. Mm. Yep. Okay. 2011. 2011. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that was... It was, you fucking ice queen, blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> fucking ice cream. <laughs> my, my first time moshing was at that at that Hoods and like Luke Nunjo. Yeah? Yeah. 
to where you, and you sucked, right? Yeah. Has anyone just, ever been like, hey, you need to get your wife? What's up? Has anyone, <laughs> has no? anyone ever been like, hey, like you should watch out for your wife? No. Dude, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. And hey, ne- we find you and say you have to get Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just get hurt. Hey, dude, yeah, Brad's hurt again. Real shit. You know how me and Brad met? I went to my first show back for like three years. Speaking of hiatus, I came with my first show back. It was you lose at Sub Rosa. And you guys were there. Or you guys were there. And I was like, hey, hey, good to see you. Blah, blah, blah. I gave you a hug and stuff. You're like, this is my husband, Brad. <laughs> or what? I don't think we're yeah, married. No, yeah, no, we're, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. What year was it? We're like, this is, this is, this is my, 2016. We weren't married yet. We were, yeah. We were, yeah, we my weren't boyfriend. married yet. Uh, this is Brad. And I go, and he's like, hey, Brad. What's up? Nice to meet you. Hey, hey dude. <laughs> hey, I'm just like, hey, what's up, man? And then all this stuff. I sound like a fucking grizzly bear to Jordan. So we're, I guess. <laughs> we're fucking, we're in there in this little tiny room. And I'm like, oh, dude, it's been a minute. Let me get, let me see what's going. Let me, let me see what's going on in here, real quick. What do you guys got going on in here? Fucking start, you know, start doing the thing, loosening it up, getting the nerves off. Because with me personally, and this is the cornball shit, whatever, I have the most intense anxiety. Like heart is racing while I'm standing on the side watching. Like, cause I, I just, I'm, like FOMO. Part FOMO, part I could get seriously hurt. Oh, yeah. Right? But that's a given, you know? Mm-hmm. I get seriously hurt at every show. As soon as I jump in there and just do that first little first little li- line, I guess, that first little run, that first little, you know, shaked off, sh- completely shaken off. And I'm just like, okay, we're here. Like, this is it. This is I'm, I'm done. It sounds stupid, but... Everyone knows I'm here now. Mm-hmm. They know what they know what comes with the what they they they, they, they know what's up. <laughs> sort of, right? Yeah. And I don't know. We don't uh, we could break down that that whole weird thing too. Toxic masculinity. Sure, but one of the coolest things about it is like like sure. Brad said, his Kool-Aid man thing, where like one of the, the coolest things is showing up a little bit late and the band's already started. And instead of going around and like side hug on the side and side hug over here and side, you just run in. Like you just run in and who, if, if you, all my boys are like, you know, everyone is watching, you know? So it's like, oh, Jay's here. You know what I mean? There's, and then it's like, then blah, blah, blah. Then Trevor will come up and be like, dude, what the fuck, you know, yeah. give love and stuff like that. Good mosh. Why is that so we're, making me want to cry? So we're at, we're at Sub Rosa. And uh, we're, you know, we're 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 getting busy and it's popping off. It's getting real we're rowdy. Sex. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Trauma bondage. There it is. There uh, it is. It's getting real rowdy in that little room, and you got a small you, for like people who are listening. It's like it's an eighteen by eighteen room. Yeah, it's it's, it's tiny. It's it's real. Than this it, and it has um, it's a library, right? It's a like, corner stage. Yeah, it's like it's and super. Yeah, it's just it's it's tiny. It's a community space. It's like if you think of a big bathroom. Really, <laughs> it's it's like a big bathroom. So it's getting real rowdy in there. Brad's swinging away, getting real close. I kick him in the butt. That's the courtesy check. I'm just gonna kick you in the butt. Throws you off your balance. Lets you know that. I'm, hey man, I'm right here. This man, 
turns his big old doughboy head, just the littlest little half cock to the left. Swings again. I fucking <laughs> kick him in the ass again. This man turns around and sizes me up. And I turn my head like, dude, uh-uh. Oh, fuck. Don't do this. <laughs> I still wonder if I would have. I would have stopped that. Yeah, that you would have tried, uh, but it would have been Godzilla versus Kong in that bitch. Probably. <laughs> yeah, it probably. It would have been an unstoppable force against an immovable bead. That's what would have happened. That's, oh, man. That's what Jesus it would have. Christ. Yeah, and that would have. <laughs> and, and, then, uh, and then we would have somehow still became best friends. Oh, no. Yeah, that's yeah. funny how. Are you done? Are you done? I'm fucking tired. I thought you were dead. Brad's so pants would be anything. fully like his shirt would be fully rolled up half his back. His <laughs> pants would be fully sagged down his whole ass. <laughs> yep. Flub would be flubbing. Things even would be, with a belt on. Things would be thanging. Tums would be swinging. Very flumpy. Everything. Flumpy. Everything when I, you know. My favorite thing is when I get too drunk and I take my shirt off. Oh, that's not my favorite thing. <laughs> we all don't. I don't like that. And then you're in there. You're in there fucking hand. Flumpy. When Brad raises his hands. Oh, that's <laughs> to soak in. That is actually my favorite. It's yeah. beat the fifth. That Dude, makes me. Beat, Dude, I'm beat the fifth. But I'm going to fucking cry. <laughs> Dude, when Brad raises his hands and, and he shuts. And then he looks at you. And he soaks in the mosh. And Energy. Brad's hitting the fucking hardcore spirit bomb, and he raises his hands to give me your power, oh, oh mosh gods. And then he like makes this. And then he inflicts the trauma. Face, and then flubbing around. Oh then I go hurt myself. Yeah, yes. yeah. To me, it's the most least intimidating. It's so good though. It's one of my like favorite Brad's things. Mind, he's just like. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cute, man. Oh my god. Yeah, dude, I love watching Brad Mosh, dude. I've gotten hurt oh. so many times. What's the again, I'm I'm keeping it corny. What is the most you've seen someone get fucking obliterated? Like out oh, of No, like out of like out of, like like and not like Do whether, you mean like the worst injury you've seen or whether it's one accidental person? or straight up targeted, but like strictly music is playing, it is the pit, someone got hit, and it is all oh. bad. Like I think the worst injury I've seen is I was during dangers, um at Gilman. Oh yeah, yeah. Um dude like stage dove into no one and hit his head on the ground and had a seizure. Oh, that's pissed himself like it was bad. It was bad. They, they had to stop. They stopped playing and he had to be like taken out mm -hmm. and he went to the hospital. I second that. It was, that. It was fucked. Shit that was like that's always worst. really scary. It was uh, scary. Oh, that was a scary damn. one. It kind of puts things into like you start thinking about things because you know like when you're adrenaline rush like you're in the moment like people are flailing all over you and shit. You're not really thinking like you're not thinking like oh I could get hurt but stuff like that like brings you down to yeah. earth watching that like fucked yeah. me up a little bit yeah, yeah. and as you get older too and maybe a little bit more out of shape you start realizing like okay if this person falls on me and they and i go down and they're on me and then everyone like this is one of my biggest anxieties is like and then everyone starts trampling on me and i can't get up i'm dying i'm, I'm dead like mm. I, I won't be able to get up like yeah. but i'm dead <laughs> i'm alive but i'm dead yeah but yeah Brad, what about you? What's the most you've ever seen someone get like, and that, uh, that, that, I'm not discounting that. That does count. 
about like, like injury at a show. Music? But I mean like Yeah, that's what I was trying to clarify like what you meant. I mean like for example, Are you talking at like the gory? castle at the castle I'm pr- I, I've taken a full swing from square to the fucking oh, chin. I have been hit by I've, Jose I Squarehead Vasquez many times. I literally I just I just fell back to the ground and I didn't I did I was like, "Oh shit." Oh, did you mean like personally, like your worst injury? No, you're talking about? no, no. I mean, like, what's the worst you've seen someone get smacked? At I, a show? I just, oh. I think I'm so desensitized to it that it's just that sucks. Mine's yeah. mine's kind of comical because it's just one of the ones that sticks out in my head. Is it you? No, it was during uh, it was during Parkway Drive. Okay, and uh, this dude was. It was this. <laughs> it's so funny. Shout out they, Byron Bay, Australia. So <laughs> the 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 guy that knocked the dude out was this super tall, like super fit, like had a tank top and like short surf shorts on and just like white vans. And he just didn't look he had like a faux hawk. He just didn't look like he was there. He didn't look like the type of guy to be in that kind of music mm-hmm. at all. And then he literally fucking He's like jumping up in the pit and just doing the splits, like oh. like kicking, like John Claude Van Damme. That's yes, so bad. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. But he's doing it like over and over, and he's getting hella this momentum. Man's a gymnast, dude. He kicked this kid so hard in the fucking face from an aerial full split. Yes. Oh fuck! This is not <laughs> what I expected. Oh, you open this up, Trauma. it's comical, and I was like, "How fucking funny can this be?" We're talking about people. <laughs> it's an aerial and I'm imagining, full split. We dude, I'm imagining Kevin in a tank top. You said this tall dude who's just fucking yoked. No, he's like he's like surfer fit bod, like like kind of lean, but he's just but like I don't know, dude. Okay, he's doing these fucking. <laughs> splits, moshing, doing these splits, and then he jumps up to do the splits one time, and he fucking hits this kid in the chin, and like, I think he like broke some of his teeth. Ugh. Like it was that that shit was my biggest fear. Like, and that one was yeah. just like that's one that just like really sticks out in my head. Oh, breaking teeth I is remember, like so scary. I breaking teeth are for me ripping a plug. Oh, yeah. oh. owie. Ugh. Ouch. Ugh. Because I used to have big old two inch, two and an eighth inch plugs. And that shit. Ouch. Fuck. Someone's someone's just decided to uh, crowd surf or stage dive, and then they just get their little fucking high top vans just right there on my giant hole in my ear. And ouch. What's your what's your worst injury? My worst. All of you. I want to know. Oh. Um, I fractured my nose in Vic's garage. Surprisingly, I haven't gotten too. I haven't gotten seriously hurt, um, but I am. It's very on my mind now because it reminded me, like what you said, when Square like clocked you really hard mm-hmm. um, uh, during Foundation's last tour, their last set at Gilman. JP clocked me so fucking hard in the jaw. Mm-hmm. I like saw stars. Damn. It was like during their like you know how they did Devotion like the whole bit at the end. Yeah, it was, one, two, yep, three. yep. It was through that during that, and I was fucking into it. I was like. It was an intense ass moment and fucking JP just like n- clocked back right into the side of my fucking face so hard. Damn. Oh, I've like 
that shit like, fucked me up for a second. I almost like fell over. Like he had a lot of momentum that, I mean, you know, me and JPA are probably like the same height. So, you know, like <laughs> we're in the same playing field and he fucking rocked my shit I've been rocked. hard. I've been rocked so many times. Like it's. Just it, pick one. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> the worst. I love this pump. Just fucking pick one, Brad. There's I would say your arm is probably the mm-hmm. the worst. That one was bad, but the there's 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 two that are like the two like impacts that are like the hardest impacts I've taken are on par with each other. Was when my friend Chris punched me in the face <laughs> and my head bounced off a wall mm. after he punched me, and mm. it was like one of the hardest punches I've ever received on top of hitting my head on a wall. And then um, when the bass player from Vane literally knocked me unconscious. During Queen's That fool mosh hard as fuck. He put dude. me on the ground. Like, I I, I went to sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> sleep, sleep. I, I woke up outside the venue. Hmm. Yeah, like, I, I do not remember. Like, I woke up and just was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, literally had no recollection of what the fuck happened to me. Damn. All I was told was somebody came up and I was giving my friend a hug. And as I was hugging my friend, same friend that punched me in the face from the first story, <laughs> um, I was giving him a hug and bam, side in my head and I just hit the fucking floor. And that was like literally, that's the hardest I've ever been hit in my Imagine life. crowd killing someone giving their homie a hug. <laughs> hey, Imagine that. Like, no friends. Hey, dude. Brad's punched me in the face before. I did. When we first started Did dating. you know it was your <laughs> wife? Well, I was his girlfriend. It was. It, I, or I, I don't even think I was his girlfriend. I think I, we were just like talking. I wasn't even talking. paying attention. It was just like it was at a show at the. Uh, it was at a show at the Parkside. It was during Plead the Fifth. Yeah. Was, I got beat the fifth. And he said, "Damn, that girl's <laughs> cute." Bah. No, we were like talking. <laughs> Brad and I met at a Bane show. Mm. Yeah, we met at a Bane Which show. Which of their last tours? Well, okay. Actually, I am always here for debunking that fucking joke because it drives me nuts. They (laughs) only had one last show. They put out an album. Brad will contest. I'm not going to argue it at this point. They put out an album and said that this is our last album and we're going to tour on this last album. And then they did their last tour. And people just don't know how to read. So they had the tour for the last Puppies. album. Yes. So they put they they said we're breaking. No, read. They said that that we're breaking up. We're putting out this last album. So they toured on said last album, and then they did their last tour. Hmm. Just saying. But yeah, um, I met <laughs> I met Brad at a Bane show in April. It was the day before my birthday. It was April eleventh of twenty fifteen. Fifteen. Well. Yeah. Yep. We <laughs> oh, we crap. stood outside during backtrack set and talked the whole time. Bonded over the fact that we didn't like that. I don't band. like backtrack. <laughs> yeah, I don't like backtrack either. Oh, yeah, I'm not super into it. I was into it when I, I was into the first like album. Their whole yeah. discography sounds like one song. Yeah, it's just not my thing. Yeah, that's but. fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, if you're into it, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's chill. For sure. It's not my thing. Do you think that hardcore that comes out now has the same substance? Well, okay. This might be a biased question. You've heard my spiel. Don't say substance around me. Why? I'm just kidding. No, I've just given okay. the same spiel about um, music before. I guess, okay. Actually, scratch that because my idea of substance 
is maybe different than other people's idea of substance because my primary like genre of hardcore that I like is melodic hardcore. So that's all it's all substantial. Yeah. Like it's all heavy. So actually scratch that question. Very lyrical. Very. Yeah. yeah emotionally. Emotionally. Driven. High high levels of composition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High levels of yeah. Yeah. A plus. What was your bring qu- back two thousand eight? What was your question gonna be? Um just do you think that Hardcore that comes out now versus back then, like how does it how does it stack up to you to you like to all of us like emotionally like does it feed your emotional needs like do you get the same things do you want the same things Cause, like that's a conversation Corey and I have had um, in regards to like you know Killing the Dream being our favorite band like they're my favorite band but they're not but it's not the same anymore. It isn't. Yeah. It, like I'm not angsty anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, we, we bonded over that. Um, but it just doesn't, it's not as relatable as it was back then as it is now. Like that's not something that I reach for when I struggle like I did when I was younger. Mm. So it's not as impactful to me in that way. And yeah, like I feel like it also just doesn't hold up as well as it did when we were younger where there's definitely some bands that like hold up for sure yeah. and still have that i still have that emotional tie and connection to but um killing the, the dream is like it it's changed it's a bit nostalgia for me. For it's me. no it's very much nostalgia and i hold that close to me in that way but as a as an adult and like who i am right now it doesn't resonate the same it's like it instead of being like an emotional connection, now it's like fond memories that I hold on to with that band. I don't yeah. know about you, Sam. Yeah, no, I I agree. There's still some songs like Yeah, there's yeah, for sure. Yeah, but Before You Fall Asleep is like yeah. one of my all time favorite like love songs. Yep. The perfect love song. The like. best type of music for me when it comes to that's a, a good type, I should say. I don't think I have a favorite. Um but I like bands that you grew up with. And or I like actually I'll rephrase that I like bands that grew, grew up with you Ooh, yes so and it's Ooh, not let me talk be, about this it's not going to be within the genre that you would think because again my <clears throat> when we're talking about you said back in the day there was that kind of like blended scene of of hard hardcore metalcore you know so mm-hmm. it's like I very much was into warp Tory bands and yeah. stuff like that and that's where I really you know got attached to one of those bands was the Devil Wears Prada mm-hmm. um and Dear Love, A Beautiful Discord had been out already, which is their first like Rise record album. And I was into a bunch of those Rise bands. And so I love that like really corny, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, like it was like, oh, shit, you know, oh, heavy breakdown, you know, all this stuff. But as they kind of went on, their discography matured with the audience that would have been with them from the beginning. So whether at any point that you got into that band, I'm sure you would have liked whatever you were. I don't know. I can't say I can't speak for everyone else, but you could have gotten to that band at any point within their first five albums. Mm-hmm. And it each one, each one hits. Yeah. <clears throat> but to listen to <clears throat> dear love, a beautiful discord, and then listen to their like audio tree live session. I, I think it was, mm-hmm. It's like, man, like I'm listening to this song Sour Breath and like it, 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 it so emotional, so gripping, so, so matured to where I was at the time, to mm-hmm. where I was at the time while listening to it. Mm-hmm. 
that I think it's cool to be able to like not only have listen to a band that has nostalgia. It's almost like if Killing the Dream, like like you would said, had continued making albums, and each one at that point in time that you were listening to it in your life as you're growing up. You know, you're mm -hmm. like, oh, now I can attach myself to yeah. this piece of music in this time. That's and ceremony then from, for Sam. From yeah. from the there, right? Yeah. There are it's some a, that have that. There yeah. are ceremony some that, is uh, I I don't know. Again, this is the ceremony ca podcast apparently <laughs> because I've said it like ten times. But they are that band for me. Mm -hmm. I found them when I was young. I was probably like fifteen, so that was like right around the time Violence Violence came out. I could be doing the math wrong, but Violence Violence came out, and I found Violence Violence at a time that I needed it. Like I needed to feel angry and I needed to know what that anger was and I needed to learn how to channel what that anger was and I had no idea how to channel it. Mm -hmm. And you have like these this angsty, fast, <clears throat> raw, like just a, when I think of describing violence, violence to someone, it's just emotion. It's just anger. It's yeah. just, Pissed. it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's mad. It's fast. It's fuck you. It's, it's all these things into one. And I needed that. Like I needed to know like everything leading up, like my past and my childhood has made me repress a lot of, um, like a, a lot of ways on how I handle things. Like I'm very much a person, like my therapist has told me, like when I describe my childhood, I describe it so normal and so like passive, like it's, these things shouldn't have happened to me, but I'm just very much like, yeah, well, you know, happened and it's fine. Yeah. And it, it happened and you know, it, it, it um, like, I'm okay, you know, like, or yeah, you know, like X, Y, Z happened, but at least, you know, this didn't happen to me. So I very much like dismiss how I feel and I don't let myself feel. Mm -hmm. So when I found violence, violence, <clears throat> it was when I needed to feel. And it's something you could have channeled that aggression yeah. into. Yeah. So <sighs> violence, violence came out. Still nothing moves you comes out after violence, violence again, incredible record, a little underrated. And then Ronert Park came out. Ronert Park came out when I was a senior in high school. So 20, I think 2010 or 2011. And I remember that album was just incredible. Like it is, it was, it was such a life changing like way to look at punk and look at like, I had been into punk when I was younger and I had been into hardcore, but then you have like this album that like tied it together and you have tracks like sick MCDF. You have all these tracks that are just so like fast and fun. And then you see it live. Mm -hmm. So like not only like, it's just like the whole experience. So then, you know, that album was great. And then zoo came out. Zoo's not really like my, it's not really my favorite album. It's like, okay, like, huh? And then the L-shaped man comes out. I was going through a breakup. And I remember the day that I broke up with my ex was the day that album came out. And mm. I listened to it on repeat. And I Divine went to, timing. Yeah. And we went to like this like basement. It was like a vintage store. Yeah, it was like, like a, a vintage. boutique little store. But they were mm. only, there was like no hardcore kids. Okay, there was like five hardcore kids there and us yeah yeah and they only played songs off of the l-shaped man people were fucking mad because they were like what the fuck is this like the album had got leaked like three days prior so like you only knew the songs if you like and were invested in finding this leaked album and i remember it was just like this intimate experience and then they've put out another album since then turn away the 
what the fuck is it called? Turn away the bad things. I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah, I mean, just it's it's just uh, music that's matured with me. I know every single song. Hmm. I've seen them a million times. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. They're very important to me. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's fun to talk about. AFI is like that too, though, kind of. Yeah, but um, their progression isn't really like tied to me in that way because um, they progressed so much and they had so many albums and so yeah. much music by the time that I got a hold of it. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different, but um, going back and forth through their discography, I do have emotional ties to it for sure. It just wasn't in real time because like a lot of their older stuff that's like more punk and stuff that like I connected to when I was getting into hardcore and stuff like was already out. Like that's like late nineties, early two thousands stuff that, um, that I was like too young to see in real time. Um, but I was a, a fan when seeing the sorrow came out. So I saw that happen in real time mm-hmm. and that just hit different. Like that's when I truly like fell in love with music is, um, you know, buying that CD and like seeing that tour, um, really changed how I how I saw music and like how I processed my emotions and stuff was after seeing AFI for the first time and going back to like our influence and how we got into music and stuff like I got into music because um, older hardcore dude who lived in my neighborhood I grew up with he told me he's like you you need to check out this band because he saw me walking around the neighborhood and, you know I was starting to like get into like dressing goth and stuff. And he's like, you need to check out this band. And it was AFI. Mm -hmm. And that literally changed it for me. Mm. Like he, he told me to check out the band. Like, yeah, before forcing the sorrow even came out. And I was so fucking excited when I, when I heard this band for the first time, like, and it changed everything. That's when I found straight edge. That's how I got into hardcore. And he was like into hardcore too. It was like a weird, just Mm. like a weird full circle moment. Like, and it changed everything. I remember the first time Brian came over for you guys' like little housewarming. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember saying, like, seeing Corey and Brian, like, start, like, AFI fan fangirling yeah, yeah. together was, like, watching, like, two dog, like, two little, like, like I, puppies were like, hey, oh, my God, yeah. oh, my God, yeah, one of my like, one of like, my favorite things is like watching people either talk about their favorite bands or watching people see their favorite bands. The, they light up the. Truly. It's 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 one of my fa- I've seen Corey CAFI. It's like one of the one of my favorite things I've witnessed, and I think she's told me the same Amazing. about when she yeah. sees me. Like I get emotional watching Sam. Um, see ceremony also because i really like ceremony too obviously they're not my favorite band like sam but like i (laughs) i really like ceremony too so like we we connect in that way too like for years like me and sam would start in the front together and yeah like the first couple songs like i was like up against sam screaming the words with her so like we we had like that connection also like because like when when you're best when your person like likes what you like and understands it just hits different you know so like there's been a couple times where i've just been emotional like because i felt like i was feeling what sam was feeling because i was with her you know there was one time we saw ceremony in san francisco it was like in october i think it was like halloween or something and (laughs) uh cory was like i'm gonna go get the set list oh yeah i jumped on stage and grabbed the (laughs) set list for her i got in trouble i got in trouble 
Fine. And he's like, get off the, get the fuck off the stage. Cause like I, I, well, I'm small. So I literally had to like, someone had to push me up onto the stage and I was crawling. I didn't even stand up. I like was like crawling on the floor and I like grabbed it. And Sam was like pulling my legs back. I was like sliding <laughs> off the stage because I was trying to get it and be sneaky. But yeah, like, I mean, that's, I did it for her because she wanted it. So I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll get it right now. I ben, got you. I don't think I'll ever get to see my favorite band. It makes me sad. Who Life of Agony? Yeah, the the one all over the room. I mean, <laughs> you have other favorite bands though, like I do, but nothing's like that. We've seen Bane together. Yeah, Bane Bane is only Bane is only special in that way to me though because we met at a Bane show. No, that's wholesome, sweet. Like we saw Alkaline Trio together, and that was actually that's not a hardcore band. That was your that. walkouts. No, that was first our, our first, first dance. dance yeah. song. That was seeing that, that was, band. I remember that it was, like it was yesterday. That, yep, you were seeing there. that band was really special. Um, but now, like, yeah, Life of Agony. If I could ever see that fucking band, dude. Would you? Would you? Would you? I would. I don't know what I would do. With would you shed that fucking calloused exterior? Oh, I would be sobbing. That's how I feel about Lifelong Tragedy. There's like a couple like bands. I am very, I I feel very lucky in the fact that like all of my favorite bands, except for like a couple I've seen. Same. Uh, And it's just like pure luck. Like when Sinking Ships reunited in 2013, I think I, I went to Seattle and saw them and, uh, no, like that was like one of those bands that I was like I'm never gonna get to see, like I'm never I'm never gonna see them. Yeah, I thought I'm that, so sad that I didn't get to go to that with yeah, you. That was fun. Yeah. I thought that I was gonna react differently to seeing Have Heart, but I was sitting on the floor at that uh, Belasco Theater. I was sitting on the floor outside in the kind of the front lobby, and I remember the feedback start up, and I was just like I don't know where anybody is. Yeah, same. Um, I lost and my I, shoes. I turn, <laughs> I turn, and I look, and I see Jared just leaning against the doors, those double doors, because mm-hmm. it was thick in there. Yeah. It was, it, it was, was a lot. It was there. You would have to be pretty dedicated to to be able to want to get in the front and also be prepared to be really, really smashed. It, it's hard. It was hard. It was difficult. It was um, like concert level. Yeah, which that, is to be close th- was difficult. Which is one of those things that. Um, side note like i think i struggle with as i get older is like i start realizing like i'm not cut out for that like mm-hmm. that's not my thing but yeah sorry go on yeah we just i just saw jared standing there and uh yeah i just went up to him and i and he just like looked at me it wasn't like this crazy moment but like i just looked at him and uh i put my arm around his shoulder and we just sat there and we watched it yeah we just sat that there in and itself is it still and, like an emotional response. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah, watching it was like, I don't know how to describe it. it. Sounds so weird, but it was like watching like a watching like this majestic animal be like it like I don't know in its in its natural state. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, like yeah. imagine watching videos of fucking orcas, right, <laughs> and doing the, these crazy yeah. things, and then imagine being out there and like seeing like a pod of whales yeah. in in the way that you're supposed to experience yeah. them. Right. That I mean yeah, like I I It's was, special. It's It was special. this thing yeah. that was just mystical almost. Yeah. No, I mean I remember um somehow Brad and I ended up upstairs. Mm-hmm. So I was like kind of peeved a little bit cuz I was like 
still thinking like, no, there, there's no way. Like I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna fucking be down there. And then you know, like after an entire day, like it's after just the, you know, also just like it, it's just it's it's almost like not worth it. Like I feel like it was worth it when I was younger because like everything was new and like I I wanted to, yeah. but like it like I. I don't want to anymore. Right. Like and I've done fine. it. We've I've done, done it. Already. Yeah. yeah. I, it's almost more special being able to watch it. So from, um, from a little bit farther yeah, back. So I, um, I, Brad and I ended up upstairs and I was watching it and I was kind of, I was, I was like visibly bummed at first. I was like, I really like, like major FOMO. Right. But then it's yeah. like, I'm like watching it and it's like, I started thinking about like the last time I saw this band live was like 10 years ago. Dude. I mean, it, it, it's sort of in the similar, similar kind of point, like similar subject. I moshed one time at sound and fury. Same one single time. Me and you at the same time. Me and you at the same, same exact time. And it was to, uh, you're the knife. Dude. Wild to guy. Fucking what? Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. Wild to guy. Yeah. 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 I was like, I saw Brad. And I pushed Brad, and he's just like, "All right, we're fucking doing this." And we, just, you know, we went for it, and that was it. That was fucking it. I was standing on, I was standing in, and I was on the sidelines for three KD, right? And I was just like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't feel the need to." It's almost like I like watching bands more now. Yeah, mm, yeah. and it's, it's just, I think, uh, for me personally, like, it comes down to like. I don't got nothing to prove. Yeah. <laughs> like when I was younger, you know, like I always felt like, you know, I have to be the the biggest, baddest bitch <laughs> out there. And it's like now, like, I don't, I don't want to. I have a real nerdy kind of cornball-y question. Yeah. Do you think that there was, do you think there was like an ancient pit? Okay. This I'll, is not I'll, the question uh, I was no, expecting. I'll elaborate. I'll elaborate. Do you think that there was like, there was something that resembled that war dance type of like, dude, no, like for real, like there's, do you think there was anything back then like that we've had that is like, Hey, this is a thing that we do together that has no other real purpose. And you, you you could get hurt doing it, but doing it, is representative of more than the physical action of 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 sitting there and and flailing and and doing all the doing all the stuff, you know? Like I I there's a little bit more to it than just like what the fuck is up, you know, like yeah. all that that there's I'm wondering what what that stems from. I'm wondering what the Well, when it boils down to it, it's music still and to music you have dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So So yeah. You have emotion. And you have, uh, but a violent. You, I mean, yeah, but I, 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 I just think that the Is violence taken the out. The violence you? just comes with the territory. Like I just think, like I, I don't know. Like I don't think there's anything. I mean, it's ancient like we, to it. We it's could just, be watching fucking uh, built upon frustration and pogoing. I mean, you could, but like you could, but it doesn't really suit what you're. You know. I just think it's like the. The Neanderthal, yeah, response it's almost like primitive. primal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think when it when when it comes down to it, it's just it's music and 
everyone has different emotional responses to music. I mean, I just think it's cool how there's like styles, how there's like you can tell like sort of where someone is from and you can tell that they're not where you're from or you can tell like, mm-hmm. yo, oh, that guy has a that he, I've never seen someone do that yeah. or like, oh, that uh, all the little tiny things. Because, again, a dance. Yeah. Right. To be like, oh, you do. This time, you like, I, so I don't it's know. It's like regional. <laughs> Salsa and flamenco and, and, you know, like all these different, like, these are dances, which some people be like, oh, yeah, that's just fucking, you know, that's yeah. all this. It's all the same. Yeah. It's like a dialect, like a language. Right. Is, is, I don't know. I think that's I think it's I think it's a trip. Yeah. I think it's super interesting. I mean, I don't know. Do you think that I've like, gone to a show in Sacramento? Side note, I've been to a show in Sacramento. Fucking back in like 2010 or something like that, went to go up there to see like a bunch of metalcore bands, mm-hmm. and the kids, and it was just me and my my one friend Dave from San Jose. We went all the way up there because we wanted to see the, these bands really bad, and we went in there. First thing we did, first thing we did, we're in we're in there and just started fucking going ham. After the set, these kids came up. They're like, hey, "Yo, where are you guys from?" Like they knew instantly. Like they knew instantly off the bat, maybe because they didn't recognize us, sure. Yeah. But I, I think it was more so in my head. I always attributed the fact that like we were, we were doing things differently than what everyone else was doing. You know. Yeah. It was very, very like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that I think that also just comes into play. Like you get used to seeing people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same thing like would happen like when we would go to shows in L.A. Like. Um, people from the Bay Area would stand out there because it's for different. that, like we, we dance different. Or I always whatever. thought yeah. LA was it, way more violent, but it's also just because like they recognize their people, and yeah. we're not we're not their people. So they're yeah. like, "What are you doing here? Who right. are you?" You know, it's like there's kind of felt like the, to- uh, territorial. Back almost. to the dog analogy, there's kind of like the sniffing of the butt. Yeah, where yeah. it's just kind of like, mm, "Oh, you're you're new here. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. I, I don't recognize you." I always uh, thought the North was super violent, man. No, Sacramento. No, like I mean, I mean, yeah, we're kind of known for being we. Uh, San Jose is kind of known for being a bunch of drunken shithead, violent guys. Which, yeah. hey, where's the lie? But uh, it was fun. I just always thought like once you got into the 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 valley and farther up north, because I wasn't really exposed to down south as much. I was like, oh, these. Oh, they're they're actually beating the fuck out of each other. It just depends on what like people you're hanging out with, and also there. what that's shows you're yeah, going, going to. That's the thing. Yeah. Like the guys that went to Branch Street shows, a lot of the times didn't go to the shows that like were at the boardwalk. You know, stuff. at the board. Yeah, the metal. Or like, and then the Central Valley is totally different too. Yeah. yeah, you also have to think about the fact that the Central Valley, depending on what part of the Central Valley is sprinkled in, in different parts of California as well. Like, yep. I mean, Salinas, the, yeah, the lower Saldad used to get lower like Central Valley and Fresno and stuff, yeah, and, and, and that's totally like that. different vibe than like Stockton. For, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's different. It's just way ge- different vibe. Geographical. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Shit got rowdy. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You know, like the idea of, you know, I think it's silly talking with people about like, like in public about yeah, crowd killing. I hate it. Like it, it gives just, me like, like as a subject embarrassment. I'm like explaining to Kenny what this is, and I'm like at work, and I'm like, oh, it's 2021. Crowd, crowd killing probably shouldn't be the term that's used. You know, with uh, our great American culture of 
mass shootings and such. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, the idea, you know, that's, that's just a funny term that we give it, but uh, Brad's just not, like I said, he's like, yeah. yeah. It's amazing all the different, uh, like phases or scenes like I've seen in the hardcore scene, all the things that have been phased in, phased out in terms of like music, I don't know, the way people dress, uh, people, I mean, even more so like social circles or social standings or like just like the way that it's evolved into what it is now. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm excited for shows to come back. I think I, I go back and forth on that. Like, I'm like a yeah. little icky COVID. But. Can't wait for Brad to punch me in the ear again. I'm more excited. Like, realistically, the shows I'm more I'm the pandemic has made me dive into a lot of music that I wasn't as into mm -hmm. and i'm excited to go see like different music other than hardcore which i think is going to be really really cool yeah like, i'm excited to go like go to more death metal shows i think that's going to be really really cool <laughs> they are kind of stinky they're she, very she's stinky. right but stinky. but stinky. they're like i love i that's that's the music i we talked about earlier with the binder like go see the, go see dope lord I would love to go to some Doom shows, man. That'd no. Be super cool. Hell yeah. Super stinky. That's right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Super stinky. That's Brad. Everybody's smoking weed and no. shit. Yeah. Wall of sound. They have fucking full stacks in a 20 by 20 room. Yeah, yeah while well, you guys are doing that, Sam and I will just fantasize about Blacklisted getting back together. Yeah, they posted something on Instagram today. Yeah, but that never means anything. Just know that I'll kill myself when they come back. Oh, man. But then you won't get to see them. No, like after. Oh. That's a band for me. That's like a... Me too. Oh, yeah, yeah. like for <laughs> us. Like, that's like a... See your favorite band? I'm the cease one to I, exist. I got Sam Everyone, this has been trauma... I'm just kidding. <clears throat> this is a podcast. What does that look for? Because you farted. I sure did. Oh. <laughs> but, Sorry, this is waffle bonding. <laughs> waffle bonding. Yeah, we didn't get too deep today. This podcast is called Drama Bonding. Drama Bonding. So I guess to end, since it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. I've been up for almost 24 hours. Okay. Well, I was going to end. Okay. No. Um, I, what would be your dream lineup either bands that are still active not active how many bands i don't fucking care just enough that you can name <laughs> no you, well, you can't do right. that <laughs> at least 10 at the most okay. at the most at the most sorry you said at least it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to say um Mm. The Mongoloids, Life of Agony. Um, let me think. Mm. I don't know. I should think for a second. Mine, I'm going to, yeah, I, everyone would call me a poser, but I call myself a poser enough. <laughs> um, mine are just straight up top 40s hardcore, and including, okay. including canceled bands. Like who? Okay. I do be listening to okay. canceled. Okay. Um, be a good one. Like a good one? Like just a lineup? Like if you said tomorrow they're playing, I would have a f the fucking time of my life. Um, 
five. Uh, two L.A., two Baltimore, one Milwaukee. Uh, okay. 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 <laughs> fuck. Um, <clears throat> oh, wait. Three L.A. Soul Search, Zabalba, Rotting Out, Turnstile, Trapped Under Ice, and Expire. Okay. Um, I think for me, oh, you know, actually I saw like, um, people were doing like a trend on Twitter, like, oh, like if your band tattoos were a tour, like if my band tattoos were a tour, fucking mwah, um, AFI, Killing the Dream, Blacklisted, Lifelong Tragedy, and Him, that would be perfect. I mean, Him is like the little standout there for sure. As a headliner, the biggest band on the, like, national. Yeah, so it would be like Him, AFI, those are the headliners, and it would be Blacklisted, Killing the Dream, Lifelong Tragedy. I think that's all the is that all the band tattoos yeah. I have? Yeah, yeah. It would be a weird bill for me because it would be Life of Agony, um, Crucial Dudes. Crucial Dudes. I thought you were talking about tattoos. I was like, you don't have no. any of these tattoos. Yeah. Life of Agony, Crucial Dudes, Terror. Oh shit! Terror. That's a band. Terror. Uh, Terror. 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 Fireworks. Fireworks. One of the best bands ever. And then I don't remember who the was. And then Madball. Fucking A. Yeah, that's got to be on there. What the fuck? Bradball. Yeah. Bradball. Madball is the single greatest hardcore band of all time. So don't fucking add him. I would just see Lifelong Tragedy 10 times. Okay, no. That's, it would yeah. be like. <laughs> that sounds fucking boring. Shut up. It would be like lifelong tragedy. Can't you guys hear the love? <laughs> um, lifelong tragedy. Because we've both been up for hell long. Lifelong tragedy. You um, said that. You <laughs> see them ten times. You only have to say it seven. I know. More. I keep getting, <laughs> I, I, my train of thought keeps lifelong getting. tragedy. Lifelong tragedy. tragedy. And lifelong, lifelong tragedy. tragedy. And then and then and then uh, purple mercy. Mm. I like Purple Mercy. <laughs> um, <okay. laughs> She's like screwdriver. Thoroughly stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm tired, so I don't know. Not blacklisted or yeah. Somebody. I would see blacklisted again. Um, I would see actually. I want to see Cold World with George from Blacklisted fronting again because that oh, was, that was fun. Hands down, yeah. one of the coolest things I've ever seen. That was really cool. Um, I would like to see. Um. All of a sudden, I don't know what bands I like. Um. I would like to see Touche Amore play to the beat of a dead horse from front to back again. That would be that sick. Um. I would I, also like to see Thursday in their prime. Ooh, like yeah, that'd be early two thousand. That's violent. Yeah, like war all the time. <laughs> I would love to see that. That would. That's like a would be a big one for me. I would see Cro-Mags with John Joseph, even though he's problematic. Seeing AFI at Gilman, that would be a big one Oh, yeah. Seeing all this see at Gilman, this all yeah. would have to take place AFI at Gilman. AFI at Gilman would be a big one for me, um, for sure. Actually, before we end, I just want to call out how absolutely important 924 Gilman Shout is out to me. Max Montez. Yes. For absolutely. sure. Absolutely. He's he put on so many fucking hardcore shows at Gilman, you know, in San Francisco and Oakland. That means like so much to me when I was growing up. Like that was the promoter for me. Like I know you guys in San Jose like had different people, but Max Montez Joel was that Cupkin. person. Max Nick Bain. 
Oh yeah, Nick Bain. Yeah, Nick Bain. Yeah, but uh, nine two four Gilman. I met my husband there. I met my best friend there. Yep. Um, Nick Bain put my metalcore band on the bill with the story so far. Yeah, I remember that. I was there. I was at the beach. Core was there too. Oh, man, yeah. man, man took too. such a big yeah. risk, but at the same time, fucking got a good draw. Yeah. Hmm. You know, Sam and I helped put on a fest at Gilman. Yeah. We saw Green Day at Gilman. I didn't see Green Day at Gilman. Oh, well. You were there? No. Oh, were you at work? Yeah. You were there? Nope. No? Was Who did you? I go with? Just you. It was just you and me? your ex. Oh. Well, I saw Green Day at Gilman. I saw I saw a lot of really I could have seen Jawbreaker. I saw... Well, we saw Davey cover a Minor Threat oh, song yep. at Gilman, and that yep. was hands down yep. one of the coolest things I've ever seen. The only thing in life that I regret not seeing was when Ceremony and Davey Havoc did a cover of Project X's Straight Edge Revenge, and I hate myself every day for not seeing it, and that's trauma.